Good morning, Rise and Freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America Show, wakeupamericashow.com, but you already knew that. Good morning. How's everybody feeling today? It's Friday. Hell yes. I'm in a good mood. How about you? Joining us now live in studio for Freedom Family Friday, putting everybody in a good mood. My smoking hot, redheaded libertarian wife, Stephanie Peterson. What's up, Stephanie? Good morning. I have a new name. I'm Mrs. P for Liberty. Mrs. Mrs. P for Liberty. Yes. We all pee for Liberty. That's right. Glad to have you in studio with us, Stephanie. It's a good week. It's a good day. We've had a really great week, haven't we? We have. And and we're trying to pinpoint exactly why. We just feel really successful. Yeah, business is going good. Working at our yeah, we're like we're really like maximizing yeah. all of our potential. Yeah, I Everything. think it's my vitamins. I've been taking my vitamins I think and doing daily workouts. I think it's the exercise, honestly, because yes. like our strength, like we're doing push-ups and stuff. Yes. Like you're doing how many? Like forty push-ups. So every day, I've made it my goal. I do. 15 push-ups. I do 50 jumping jacks, and I do 20 sit-ups but what are they called they're undertakers isn't that what they call them yeah where you like sit yes. up straight straight sit-ups yeah and touch my legs and touch yeah touch your toes or whatever yeah, so you mm-hmm. go a little bit farther like the v set and reach but it's, it's, it's making all, me feel great it's all floby tenderson yes floby really motivates me you all need a floby in your life everybody needs a floby tenderson in their life That's and right. thankfully we've got one here uh on joining us live on rumble.com don't forget to click that like button and subscribe to the channel if it's your first time listening today. And you can always text the show. Let us know what's going on. 573-319-1586. Again, you can text the show and let us know what's going on in your hearts, in your minds at the phone number, night or day, 573-319-1586. All right, enough dicking around. Let's get to the news. Uh, Rana McDaniel, Rana Romney McDaniel, fires back at Vivek Ramaswamy after his attack on her at the Republican debate this week. It's getting spicy up in here. Mm. We've got the clip. We'll play it. We'll talk about it. And we've got to replay, I think, the the Vivek uh, moment from the Republican debate because it's just so juicy. So juicy. We're going to pop. I love me some Vivek. Some juicy, some juicy Vivek. We'll be talking about that this morning. More delicious than butter chicken. Oh, now I'm going to want butter chicken. Mm. Maybe we'll go there for dinner tonight. Curry and grill. Jefferson City. Very very nice. Number one. We'll talk about that at the top of the show this morning and then we've got some video of a, a woman who got pulled over who's indigenous non-binary etc cetera, etc cetera. been drinking a little dr- bit of drinking and driving oh boy she used all the buzzwords uh trying to get out of this she sure did she sure did it's uh, quite entertaining it's it, it very entertaining so that's why we've got uh, the video clip and we'll play it for you all today and react and we'll all have a good laugh what do you say you guys ready to have a good laugh are you having a laugh you having a laugh you remember that what that's from that quote Oh boy, that's from that show with uh, Gervais. Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais. Yes. It's um, the extras. Yes. yes. Stephanie yes. nailed it. I am up on my media. Thank you. You have a laugh. Yes. You have a laugh. Yes. I get it mixed up with Peep Show. Because Peep Show has great humor, too. I just like British humor. I'm starting to really enjoy it. It does. It does. And we got some good humor for you here today on the Wake Up America show. So make sure you stick around with us at 730 today. We're all going to laugh. We're all going to cheer. Jezebel gets chucked out a window. Mm. Stephanie, you've, you you learned what a Jezebel was last night. I did. Do you want me to tell everyone? Yeah, go ahead. Oh. What is what is Jezebel, Stephanie? What is a Jezebel? A whore. A horrorish woman. woman. (laughs) Basically, she's just a horrible woman. So you don't want to be a Jezebel. It's biblical, and it's from the Torah. 
right? Yeah, so the, Hebrew. The Hebrew from Kings. That's right. The Book of Kings. So at the uh, there's a story of all of these corrupt kings uh, of ancient um, Phoenicia or Canaan, and the King Ahab has a wife named Jezebel. Mm -hmm. And Jezebel manipulates him, and you know she hates the she hates the Israelites, she hates the the uh, the Jews, right? The children of God. We see that a lot. And uh, she she like commands that you know the Israelites are killed because they worship a different god than her. Until finally, um, I, one of God's servants, I think it was Elijah or one of the other uh, like children of God, Elijah. like Elijah, rock, shout to shout. Elijah Rock coming up, Lord. Elijah Rock, shout to shout. Elijah Rock coming up, Lord. All right. Anyways, so she was much worse than a whore, says Blue Trike. This is very true. Yes. But we're actually. I love how she died. Yeah. <laughs> Are we going to talk about that later now? How she you died. About how, how she died. Okay. Because we're really, we're talking about Jezebel Magazine, the feminist rag. But go ahead and like, quote your Bible. Okay. So she. She did something bad. She betrayed somebody. And so then she was thrown out a window. She was stomped by a horse and eaten by stray dogs. Yeah, I love it. So what she, a death. I know. So so I think it was Elijah or some other servant of God calls <laughs> out to her servants and says, throw because he like she like called out to him from the window horishly and yeah. was like, was like, was like, oh, come up, you know, and like give me a little sweetness. And he's like, mm. throw her down. And the two servants are just like, you know, the spirit of God comes yeah. upon them. And they chuck her out the window and she smacks, hits the dirt. The the uh, the chariot goes by with the horses, crushes her. And then the dogs are like, ah, ah, eating up her body. Oh so. my gosh, I want a movie about Jezebel. I'd be interested probably. in seeing it. It was probably made by the Christians, you know, mm -hmm. so. So then you miss if if that's true, then you miss out on all the good sex and the in the like the bloody gore and all that kind of stuff. Christian media tends to be a little bit, mm, you know, I don't know, just kind of sanitized, Christianized, you know, it's yeah. not, yeah, we need a good, like, you know, we need a good dirty Jezebel, you know? <laughs> I mean, she is a whore. A whore, She needs to join OnlyFans. Yes, and so were the people who wrote Jezebel Magazine, and that's why we're yes. very delighted to see the end of Jezebel Magazine, and a bunch of layoffs at Vice Magazine. They were bankrupt. Mm. I'm so not surprised, I guess, that they're putting more people out the, out the window, so... They're throwing them out the window and horses are stomping on them and dogs mm -hmm. are eating them. That's Blue how people are laid off nowadays. Yes. <laughs> Blue Trike says, remember, dogs are extra reviled back then. So having the dogs refuse to eat your scalp and your hands and your feet is just an extra insult. Mm, interesting. Oh, so they weren't really domesticated back in those days, probably. Some were. Yeah, they were. Like they wild. were. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about BC here. So, I mean, yeah, they, they, even in dogs in Pompeii, which was what was Pompeii it was like 79 BC or something. Um, I don't know. Pompeii, they had like, uh, they found um, mosaic tiles of people's dogs uh, mm -hmm. that they would, and they were like, and I think they even found some, some casts of, of dogs as well that had died there oh. that were people's dogs. So interesting to know. Uh, Guoka says, Austin, you need to get on board with God, man. Which one, man? If you could just prove with at least one of them, you know, that's the problem. You yes. know, people are always like, why don't you believe in God? I'm like, well, there's a lot. So which one do you want me to pick? Okay. That's right. There's a lot. Good a lot point. of gods. A lot of gods. A lot of gods to choose from. Oh, God. U.S. life expectancy plunges. <laughs> this was really disturbing to me. I'm, I'm having trouble here. Why? 
about the life expectancy. Yeah. It's getting lower and I'm getting sad. Yeah. Life expectancy for Americans is has dropped to the lowest level in nearly three decades. Yeah. America in particular. Mm-hmm. It affects us. Yep. Current middling um, average of 76.4 years. The U.S. has now been eclipsed by nearly every other developed nation. The last time the country reported lower numbers was 1996. So the United States ranked 34th place this year. So we're going to talk about that this morning. So mm, very ashamed. Yeah, it's it's sad. And it's uh, something mm. that we definitely need to address. You know, probably we need more Floby Tendersons out there telling people that they That's need right. to work out. So we'll That's get to right. that a little bit later this hour. At eight o'clock this morning, 10 little habits that wreck thousands of lives one day at a time. Did you get a chance to read this one? I have a lot of these habits. Mm-hmm. Yes, 10 habits yes. that uh, will wreck your life. We'll talk about that at the top of the eight o'clock hour. Looking forward to having all of our friends joining us here. Kermode Bear, what's up? He Hi, says, Kermode. He says, join me and pray to Bear, Austin. Bear, which bear god? That sounds like a fun god. Uh-huh. I, could, I, could, I could get down with a bear a god. Little bear. I really like Buddha. Buddha's fun, but he really isn't to be worshipped so much, right? I don't. I mean, I guess some people do worship Buddha, but he's more of like a, I don't know, a, like a figure of wisdom necessarily, yeah. like an inspiration. But I guess some people do pray to Buddha, but mm-hmm. I have no idea. Uh, let's or see. Billikin. A Billikin. In Japan, Billikin was my very was favorite little figure. Osaka. He's so cute. He looks like a Buddha. Yes, he does. Yeah, but he's. What was funny was that we went all the way to Japan. Yes. And uh, Billikin is like the patron saint of Osaka, the district in Osaka where we were hanging out. But Billikin actually, they Osaka got him from St. Louis. Yes, which I I had no idea. Yes, if you look this up, Billikin is. Um, Billiken is a little like every every district in in the major cities of Japan and maybe every single district across Japan mm-hmm. has like a, a character that is like their mascot. They call them mascots. And Billiken is the mascot of a certain sector of Osaka, Japan. And he looks like a little Buddha god kind of character, and you see like She's his... so cute. I wish I was wearing my Billiken socks. I yes. got some Billiken socks. Yeah, she actually regrets not buying more Billiken merch. Gosh, I wanted a photo with Billiken. Yes. He was sitting on a bench, and right. I didn't get a photo. But Billiken actually is a statue that came from St. Louis. I think he's on the St. Louis University. Mm. Uh, uh, there's Billiken, B-I-L-L-I-K-E-N, Billiken, and that's his name, and Osaka got him from, um, Osaka got him from St. Louis. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Someone bought something? Yes. No way. As a matter of fact, somebody just bought our Venom Velocity Gadsden Flag Liberty Sneakers. Well, I was advertising those last night. I wonder if it came from me. I bet it was. I bet it did. I hope so. Somebody was actually making fun of us for selling those sneakers. Did you know that? They, They said that the AP looks like FAP. That's what well, they said. Well, that's funny. That is that actually is kind of hilarious. Yeah. But no, they were just saying that, it, like, who told you this was a good idea to sell these sneakers? Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, I don't know. I mean, but anyways, we just sold Money? It. Maybe money, no, money tells us it's money a good told idea? Us. Yeah, we like money. Direct reward? Yes. But there is something ironic about a Gadsden flag sneaker. Mm-hmm. Don't tread on me, but then you use it to tread. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know. If or a bath mat I enjoy that has a, the Gadsden flag on it. I like irony, yes. <laughs> so, yes. Anyways, you can get those uh, Venom Velocity Gadsden sneakers at ap4libertyshop.com. And for the customer who just purchased them, thank you very much, especially thank if you're you. joining us live here on Rumble.com. We love Freedom Family Friday because this is our chance to hang out, have fun. We do talk about the news, but we also like to goof off. And we will be talking about a story that obviously is of interest to Stephanie and I, speaking of liking money. 
Goldman Sachs analysts project that the creator economy, which is what we do, mm -hmm. uh, is going to be worth half a trillion dollars by 2027. Yes. Yes, for sure. So we're getting in on the gold rush right now, like mm -hmm. while the getting's good. So uh, we're going to talk about that. Then we're going to talk about why job stacking is the future. Mm -hmm. Job stacking is the future. Dismantling the nine to five. Job stacking is the future. We're going to go to that at 8.23 this morning. And then at 8.30, I knew you were going to love this topic, Stephanie. Talking uh, about life expectancy. Yes. Speaking of life expectancy, um, six things that McDonald's employees want you to stop doing. Mm. I am on a McDonald's diet. Yes. That's we, how I got this she body. She does like her. She's got body by McDonald's, uh, if yes. you will. There. I really do like McDonald's. It's been good to me. I like McDonald's. I mean, I know you just, it's like everything. People are just like, oh my God, it's the seed oils and it's the soy and it's its toxic. It's poison. It's like, don't eat it every day. You know, like exercise moderation. in moderation. You know, every once in a while, a little Mickey D's, a little egg McMuffin's not going to hurt you, right? As long as you're not drinking their coffee, you're only drinking founding flavors. So. I know where we're going for breakfast. Yes. Yes. Yes, for sure. All right. Are we ready to have some fun? Are we ready to, uh, um, you know, who, who would you say won the GOP debate? Before you answer that, Stephanie, before we answer who won the GOP debate, I think that this video actually did it perfectly and explained who won the GOP <laughs> debate uh, as if it were a singing contest. Take a listen. Now and then I get a little bit lonely when you're never coming round. Turn around. Every now and then I get a little bit This is my new favorite meme template, by the way. I think my favorite kid in the whole thing is the one that says Brights. Is that what he's saying? Turn around. Bright eyes. He was saying Biden at first. No. The bright eyes. Right. He right. is my favorite. Yeah. So for those those who might be listening to the podcast later to have what the hell we're talking about, like each like terrible singer in there is a different person from the GOP debate, like Chris Christie or, mm -hmm. you know, Ronna McDaniel's in there. So and the bad singers are basically not Vivek. Yeah, all the bad singers. And then all of a sudden at the very end, Vivek Ramaswamy comes in and he cleans up and kills it. And this is, yes. you know, we like Vivek. He's who we need. We like Vivek Ramaswamy. And I liked him from the beginning, ever since I knew he played tennis. I have always <laughs> liked that man. <laughs> Before the first debate, I was rooting for him. We liked him. We liked Vivek, but it's because of things like this. These are the reasons why we like Vivek so uh, much. Former president. I think there's something deeper going on in the Republican Party here, and I am upset about what happened last night. We've become a party of losers at the end of the day. We're a cancer in the Republican establishment. Let's speak the truth. I mean, since Ronna McDaniel took over as chairwoman of the RNC in 2017, we have lost 2018. 
2020. 2022, no red wave that never came. We got trounced last night in 2023. And I think that we have to have accountability in our party. For that matter, Ron, if you want to come on stage tonight, you want to look the GOP voters in the eye and tell them you resign, I will turn over my, yield my time to you. And frankly, look, the people there are cheering for losing in the Republican Party. Think about who's moderating this debate. This should be Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan, and Elon Musk. We'd have 10 times the viewership asking questions that GOP primary voters actually care about and bringing more people into our party. You think the Democrats, and we've got Kristen Welker here, you think the Democrats would actually hire Greg Gutfeld to host a Democratic debate? They wouldn't do it. And so the fact of the matter is, I mean, Kristen, I'm going to use this time because this is actually about you and the media and the corrupt media establishment. Ask you the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that you pushed on this network for years. Was that real or was that Hillary Clinton made up disinformation? Answer the question. Go. Mr. Rogers. So, I like his little finger. Right. So, so he's the talk of the town this week because not only does he call out the GOP establishment to their faces, mm-hmm. and literally Ronna McDaniel is sitting there in the front row of the debate looking at him. He tells her, yeah, you, you want to come up here and use your time to resign? And then, then he calls out the network that he's on, the woman who is the moderator of the debate, to her <laughs> face. giving him a platform. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's so damn good. It's so good. It's so juicy. Yeah. He's just dropping those truth bombs. That is admirable. You love to see it. Yes. I, I really don't like this Rana lady, though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think uh, she's a hypocrite. Uh, our our new friend, let's see, uh, Renegade. Where is he at? He's uh, oh, Renegade. Good. Yes. Oh, no, he's not here today. I thought that he would be dropping a comment. Renegade. There from oh, I think there's a Skrillex song called Renegade, and I like it. Yeah. Uh, Skrillex song? I know that there's Sticks. I sang that yesterday. So you've ever heard of the song, Renegade song by Sticks? I think so. I was singing it in the shower this morning. Renegade. Oh, mama, I'm in fear for my life from the long arm oh, of the that's a different long. One. Okay. Yeah, different renegade. Yeah, because I'm thinking one that sounds kind of robotic. It's like renegade. Nah. Yes. Renegade. Oh, there he is. Red right renegade. He's comment. Hi. He's commenting in the permanent comment section. He says maybe Biden can be a Jezebel one day and be thrown to the wolves. <laughs> Speak of Biden, it doesn't Biden. I mean, he here. might just go that way from natural causes. Yes, he also said he shared and he got three people to follow you. Thank you very much. Oh my gosh, he you said, are making change. Thank you. He also said we live short from crap in our food and pharma. I'm a carnivore. Bought a cow, never felt better. Hey, we did too. Maybe he uh, eats bull testicles like that <laughs> Liver King man. We were just watching Liver King. <laughs> yesterday yeah for sure what's up red white renegade nice to see you brother we love making new friends we're glad to have you here thanks for the shares we bought a a cow ourselves the other day we filled up our freezer and god we love it missouri grown beef absolutely delicious and honestly i mean i was a vegetarian for 10 years and so now that i'm not a vegetarian i feel better about eating local meat Mm -hmm. that is raised ethically it just makes me feel better in my head it's probably just I'm tricking myself. But Steffi has ethical questions about yeah. eating animals, but she mm-hmm. does. She also loves them and thinks they're delicious. Like to know where my meat comes from, because mm-hmm. I have a lot of respect for people who kill their own. I really do, and I know that it would be very hard for me to do that myself. For sure. Anyway, so yeah. speaking of Joe Biden, we got a Biden clip here too. Here's a requiring a little. <laughs> T-shirt on before the speech. I feel like we're at a nursing home watching somebody get. He like can barely find the armhole. 
this too. Yeah, we helped your dad. I think you helped yeah. your dad with his shirt recently. Yeah, he's trying yeah. to get his arm up over his head. Well, he's got that little, like, the back bump, you know, that you get when you're older. Yeah, he kind of stoop over a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And, poor and guy. Apparently, he's got, like, a nice shirt on underneath. Yeah, so he was also, he was getting a little agitated during his speech as well. Take well, a I listen. I've watched it before. I watched it as a kid. I watched it as a senator. I watched what happened in my community. Oh. It changed everything. Well, I watched. <laughs> Angry old man yells at Cloud. I mean, I'm just wondering what the context is of this. Is he talking about a traumatic incident he experienced in his life? Is he being triggered? I mean, you know, maybe like there was a sudden rush of emotion. Please stop trying to humanize him while I'm trying to demonize him for the love of God. Okay, hold on. We don't need any context here. This is this is hit piece politics for the love of God. Speaking of Jezebel, hold on one more time. Let's see if we can get some context from this. I watched it before. I watched it as a kid. I watched it as a senator. I watched what happened in my community. Oh my it changed oh everything. Poor <laughs> Pop was I, a bad I dude. My heart rate just like totally jumped when he was. I was at a hundred right now because he just did that yeah he's making me nervous yeah corn pop was a bad oh. dude corn pop oh. was a bad dude anyway so we missed uh the ronna mcdaniel piece. so apparently oh, yes, ronna, i want to talk about ronna with ronna ronna yeah. mcdaniel she fired back at vivek after he trashed her there at the debate let's hear what she had Vivek's to say kind of newer to the party he voted for obama so he may not know that but this is something we're going to have to get right as a as a as a party as a suburban woman i get this I know Vivek's kind of newer to the party. He voted for Obama, so he may not know that. Well, he voted for Obama. Okay, kind of new to the party. Voted for Obama. Oosh. Something, Rana? Yikes. I was a suburban woman for my entire life, and I voted for Obama. And oh, look where God. I am now. I'm telling this is true. I came from the suburbs of Detroit, and I voted for Obama in 2008. And now I am a libertarian mm. and I vote for Republicans. Mm. Okay. Mm. People change. And can I tell you something? <gasps> Ronna is such a hypocrite. She loves Donald Trump. Okay. She supports him so much. <clears throat> what party was Donald Trump in in 2001? No, Gee, I wonder. God. Democratic no, party? No. Really? No. Oh, and no. he was in the independent no. party and then he switched to the Republican party. And you told me earlier he voted for a libertarian. Uh, actually, yeah, Vivek in his very first election voted libertarian. Oh, Vivek did or Trump Vivek did? did. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were telling me Trump voted libertarian. No, no, no. Okay, I'm sorry. No, no. Vivek okay. voted libertarian in his first election. But gotcha. Donald Trump used to be a Democrat. Yes. A New York Democrat. Right. Yeah. But then he switched to the Republican Party. Yeah. Right? And he kept switching back and forth. He's like independent and then not. So Rana should not be talking because she supports a man wholeheartedly who has been a flip-flopper. How dare you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going there. Us suburban women, we can get down and dirty with each other, okay? <laughs> That's not bad. Okay. Um, I good mean, morning. they're housewives. What can I say? <laughs> good morning. If you're just tuning into the Wake Up America show, I'm your host, Austin Peterson. We're glad to have you here. Do us a favor. Click that like button subscribe to the channel we'd love to have you come back and join us here on the show when when do we have the show stephanie what's the show schedule monday through friday from 7 to 9 a.m central time mm -hmm. there you go monday through friday 7 to 9 central time we'd love to have you come back and join us uh five days a week we love our early risers that's what we're all about this morning that's right stephanie we're working our butts off our tails off trying to get people the absolute best most delicious coffee that you can find in the entire world 
we actually got a little bit of news. It looks like we're actually, for the first time, we're going to have our coffee on the shelves. I know. Yes. We're talking to a, a local coffee shop in Montana. So, uh, yeah. So an, uh, old, an old friend of mine from New York actually is opening up a coffee shop in a wayward little coffee shop in a small town in Montana. And he wants to sell Founding Flavors coffee at his coffee shop. He reached out to me yesterday. So he's he's really excited because he thinks that the brand is perfect because he thinks that the conservatives, of course, in Montana are going to love it. Not only is he going to sell the coffee on the shelf off the shelves, but he's going to serve the coffee in his like little roastery there. So I love it. I mean, people in Montana, they love freedom from mm -hmm. what I hear. Mm -hmm. You know, they're gun toting Republicans for the most part. Yep. Yep. And so. I, I can say you could get the coffee exclusively at APforLibertyShop.com, but now that wouldn't exactly be true. No. If you're willing to drive out into the, the wilds, <laughs> all the way out into a remote part of Montana, you'll be able to find Founding Flavors coffee on the shelf. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, the only place to get it is where? Is APforLibertyShop.com. Yeah, and Corey uh, in Cali says he's drinking the Martha's Mint, our new flavor. Oh, is he commenting on yeah, it? Yeah, he says that okay. it's just the right amount of mint, oh, right? Just the perfect it. flavor for the holiday season. And remember, so once Christmas is here, it's gone. So we've right. only... It's we've only, only here for a limited time. Exactly. So today's mm -hmm. the 10th of November. So you really only got another, like, you know, 40 days or so to be able to buy mm -hmm. Martha's Mint. If you'd like to try it, if you've enjoyed our other coffee blends, Make sure that you grab a bag of Martha's Mint so that you can enjoy it through the holiday season. Put a little chocolate sauce in it. Perhaps my, right. well, I would also suggest maybe a little peppermint schnapps as well if you're that mm -hmm. type of person, right? <clears throat> Corey and Callie says, yum, yum. It's good. Blue Trike says, coffee is delicious. Good for you, them. And that is great news for us. So check yeah. it out at AP4, number four, AP4LibertyShop.com. We appreciate you very much. All right. Um, anyways, back to the topic at and here one more time on this. Oh, and one. everybody keeps asking about the K cups. We are still waiting on those. They will be coming soon. We just don't have a release date just yet. But I know you are asking for it. Mm -hmm. Coming soon. I get a little bit lonely when you're never coming round. Turn around. Every now and then I get a little bit tired. Listen to the sound of my tears. Turn around. Every now and then I get a little bit nervous. That's so funny. I wonder if these children are really bad singers. Did they pick um, them specifically because they suck? Yeah, some of that you can't fake some of that stuff. Like you, like you can't train a kid to be that terrible. Honestly, imagine being their parent. Like child was just casted in a video because he sucks. I'm so like, how do you explain that to your kid? You know, I used to. Um, my sister used to try out for like modeling things where she would go to these huge castings where she'd like walk across a stage, mm -hmm. and they said if you look weird and have some like odd qualities about yourself, they will pick you. Oh yeah. So it's almost like you want to look 
weird and not pretty. Yeah, sometimes. that was actually kind of my Achilles heel because when I would go to some of those castings back in the day, like I was just good looking enough to like get call back, mm -hmm. but I wasn't like a perfect 10. So I wouldn't get the job and a lot of them. Mm -hmm. and, and the guys who were like, were like friends of mine who came in and had like a goofy, like one eye, we're right. all looking it's weird and stuff because, <laughs> because there's a lot, there's a lot of work, character work, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and not like, but if, if you're going to be like an ingenue, if you're going to be like a handsome lead, okay. you've got to be like the rock solid Prince job. Charming. You've got to be Prince Charming. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's not a lot of space for like, you know, uh, a mid like me a mid <laughs> i think you're a 10 well i used to be much more attractive but those were my younger days and i'm 42 years old now so i don't right. give a damn how i look plus i'm married well i do care about how i look a little That's bit right. i do work out a lot i guess you i am do. i'm still fairly gay are huge they are gigantic yes yeah. but so is my ass and that's the wake up america show good morning <laughs> Welcome to the Wake Up America show. If you've stumbled in on something weird, you found the right place. Fellow weirdos, joining us now live in studio, the weirdest, the loveliest, Stephanie Peterson. She's as, she's as attractive as you can get and still be weird and awkward and funny. So uh, she joins us every Friday here. Pretty girl with the personality. Exactly. Very rare to find. Uh, Sweethearted, uh, redheaded libertarian girl. Nice to see Andy Opperman here. Welcome, welcome. Hi, Andy. You have been awesome to us. Yes, he has. He's been a big supporter of ours, and we're grateful for Andy and Joni Rankin and Barney Styles and Levin214 and Camelia Peterson and Gwokas and Tolly Owens, who's here as well, Corey and Callie, Studio 314, uh, and Craptacular. And, wow, that's uh, is, a new one. That's a new one. Craptacular. Nice to see you here today. Blue Trike is joining us. The Craptacular. Rare Reminds Camellia. me of a vampire. Will Run Riot uh, is here as well. Nice to see all of our good friends joining us here live this morning. All right. So uh, I love watching your face while you watch this video a little bit earlier about a non-binary person getting pulled over using uh, pulling out all the stops mm. uh, during a DUI uh, stop. Uh, take a listen. On. Nothing. Why are you driving in the wrong way of traffic? No, I just got changed around. I just moved here like two months ago. Okay. I just got changed around. Okay. Do you understand what's going on though? Yes. You're going into oncoming yes. traffic. I know. And I just decided that it was better just to turn around really quick. So, okay. But I'm so I just have like really bad social anxiety and stuff. I get you. I don't want to step out whenever you're asking for stuff. Okay. Well, we're past that. So just go ahead and step out. As an indigenous person. <laughs> right back here, please. Miss Perry? Am I... Well, I'm non-binary, so... Okay. What do you go by? Kai. How can I refer to you tonight? Kai? Kai? Okay. Hey, I'm smelling alcohol. I know. How much have you consumed tonight? Like no. Three drinks. I need to run you through some tests right now. Stand facing me, please. Did I say three drinks? Three drinks, yes. Okay. Yes. And she's indigenous, although she don't look indigenous. I mean, there is an alcohol problem in the Native American communities. <laughs> So, I mean, he's stereotyping here. He's assuming because she's an indigenous person, she drinks. That's not right. Drink much no, fire water. I have very bad social anxiety. You and me both. Okay. Okay. Any recent head? <laughs> I love how he just totally disarmed her with that. Traumatic brain injuries, anything I need to know about? Uh, mental, yes. Focus on my finger, please. I am. You're just, like, trying to intimidate me. I don't know how I'm trying to do that. This is the test. As you know, as an indigenous person, and there's a bunch of shit going around, 
I'm sorry, but it's just about what she's indigenous on my toes. I Are you... indigenous people being attacked right now? That no. I'm non-binary. Yeah, I'll try my yes, hardest. Remember, I'll refer to you as Kai, right? Yes. Perfect. I need to know if you have any injuries or anything that would prevent you from doing a standard walk or a turn tonight. Mental health. Um, any physical injuries? She's onto something, though. Mental. What? What do you mean she's onto something? Um, explain your, Explain <laughs> thyself, woman. So I love looking at different diagnoses from the DSM. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there actually is one called conversion disorder. She should have used that one as one of her reasons. Mm -hmm. Conversion disorder is where you have like neurological symptoms that make it hard for you to walk and mm. perform physical activities. Right. But it's not actually like medical based. It's more in your head. So she should have said, I have conversion disorder. It makes me unable to walk. This is a mental disorder. Yeah. But that would be a lie. And well, here's the thing. She's he's, lying about everything but else. But he's still going to, he's, well, he's still going <laughs> to, he's still going to do the DUI test on it. Even if you have that disorder, you still can't drink and drive. Correct. So, all right. So anyways, let, let's continue here. It's not drunk. <laughs> <laughs> let's continue here. Okay. I guess the wow okay yeah now with your right foot place it in front of your left in a heel to toe touching manner with your arms by your side just like this ma'am not call me ma'am please I'm trying my hardest okay. oh. <laughs> that was that was a diss there for her <laughs> can you not call me ma'am please it's ma'am it's ma'am okay oh boy how dare you okay it means a lot. It's to me. I'm trying my hardest. I don't feel like a man. So. Okay. Kind of... Wait, what'd she say, Hillary? I thought she said I don't feel like a man. Hold I on. think she said I feel I don't feel like a ma'am. Okay. Okay, hold on. So let's listen. Let's try not to laugh and with talk your over right it. Foot, let's hear it. Place it in front of your left in a heel to toe touching manner with your arms by your side, just like this, ma'am. Not call me ma'am, please. I'm trying my hardest. Okay, well. Okay. It means a lot to me. I'm trying my hardest. I don't feel like a man, so. Okay. It's kind of triggering. Right foot in front of your left. Nope, go back. Mm -hmm. Triggering. Sorry, there you go. Whole man Therapy word. Like... I apologize. Let's see if we can move Sorry. forward from it. You have zero questions? No, but I just wanted to tell you that I suffer from really bad anxiety, especially with generational trauma and PTSD around white people and cops like oh boy around white people and cops Just right. specifically this man in front of her he's a white person and he's a cop so Gosh, what yes a perfect storm situation softer than baby shit this female let's continue it's just... i'm gonna speak with you right over here okay no. yes ma'am go ahead and place your hands behind your back don't, dude. Don't make don't, it hard. Please. Don't make it hard. She's calling no. him dude. Yeah, how she dare she? assuming his gender. Exactly. Thank he you. He doesn't feel like a dude. Exactly. How okay. do you? Yeah. Did, has he identified himself as a dude? Right. She didn't ask for his pronouns. She's so self-righteous. Right. And then she turns around and then just and misgenders him, right. you know? Maybe he's an indigenous person. Yeah, exactly. How does she know he's not? Right. Or maybe he's a... a man and he's he's feeling generational trauma from the native exactly. americans he might have pts he might have right. been a veteran and had ptsd right hold so, on let's finish yeah. it off here you're gonna get a resistance dude i you're gonna get a i don't don't resist don't listen to me don't resist don't you're being Come a here. white man and Come don't here. i followed all of your shit. like as an indigenous person like you guys you guys 
Oh Scary my word. Man. There's nothing to be afraid of. <gasps> yes, there is. It's going. <laughs> uh, too much fire water. Too much fire water as an indigenous person. As a white person, you're scaring me. God, that is. Oh How my god, you? that is some funny stuff. Funny stuff. Oh my gosh. Don't you just love to see it? Just brought me back to the two times in my life that I was pulled over. <laughs> oh yeah, you got any good stories? Um, not really. Mm. I mean, one I turned left on like a yellow red. I thought it was just yellow. But anyway, it was like late at night and I like barely put my window down and I had my mom on the phone. I was one of those people where I was like really nervous. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so scared. I'm calling my mom. Mm -hmm. So I was like trying to make them feel bad for me for that. Mm -hmm. And then the second time I was in Detroit coming home from work in a really bad neighborhood and I apparently rolled through a stop sign. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't completely stop and, and the policeman pulled me over. I'm like, I'm a social worker right down the street. Mm -hmm. And he saw my lab coat. Always put a lab coat on the back of your seat. That oh, that's that's a good trick. Yeah, because the police people, they work very well with hospital systems. So they want to be on good terms with hospital employees. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. wear yeah. a lab coat. Yeah. So that that just got me a warning. Yeah. So I've had good luck with the police. Good for you, Stephanie. Thank you. Good morning. If you're just tuning in the Wake Up America show, we're glad to have you here. Happy Friday. Do us a favor, click that like button and subscribe to the channel. We'd love to hear from you today. You can text the show anytime, night or day. We'd love to hear from you live. But if you text us something that, you know, crosses your mind during the weekend or whatever, I usually I'll check the Google voicemails. I actually do have a really funny situation. My friend was in, he has spina bifida and he was pulled over by the police once. Okay. And he told the police officer that he had digestive problems and that he needed to go. And so the policeman actually let him go. So sometimes you can use your disability to your advantage and people will feel sorry for you. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we've got to go take a very brief little commercial break so we can go to the bathroom. We've got to go pee for Liberty. Oh, okay. And we will be right back uh, with more. The next segment is going to be the death of Jezebel. More layoffs advice news. Death of the alternative slime ball media. When we get back on the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. Sergeant York, Sergeant Alvin York for, for uh, us celebrating tomorrow being Veterans Day. Good morning. I'm Austin Peterson. Welcome to the Wake Up America show. We're glad and thankful to have you here. Joining me live in studio is my smoking hot redheaded libertarian wife, Stephanie Peterson. Hey, Stephanie. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Veterans Day. This yes. whole holiday. Uh, Today is the federal holiday, so it's the day that the feds are all taking off of work. Tomorrow is the official holiday. Yes, November, the 11th of November. November the 11th. Yes, we want to say thank you very much and give a big hearty salute. To all who have served in the American military, all of the military service members. Do it wrong. I remember we asked a, a person who was in the military, or I did, how to do a salute, because mm -hmm. I always feel like I do it wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to do it with your right hand. Do it with your right hand. And I think so that the different right services hand. have different salutes. Yeah. So, um, so uh, anyway, so tomorrow is uh, November the 11th. They celebrate it because of Armistice Day. And so that's why I thought it was appropriate to show a little clip from the um, Gary Cooper starring as Sergeant Alvin York in Sergeant York movie from World War One, especially because I'm such a big fan of his. Uh, I think the most highly decorated veteran in all of the American military service. At least a picture of him. He's mm -hmm. shooting his 1911 and he took down all these people with just a 1911, didn't he? He did. So the so and he actually single-handedly captured over 100 German soldiers at once. How does a man do that? It, he was incredible. And the the thing about Gear about this character, uh, the thing about Alvin York 
is that he was actually before the war, he was a Quaker. Oh, so he was a pacifist. He was. Isn't that something? Absolutely. And so it's a huh. it's a great movie because in the um in the film it shows his transition from pacifist to taking up arms in defense of his country. Yeah. And the, I believe that they use the argument in the Bible about how there's a time for everything. There's a time for peace, but there's also there's a time for war. Okay. And so Sergeant Alvin York, a pacifist, becomes like either the most decorated military service member in history or one of the most. Mm -hmm. He also, uh, thank you, Barney Styles, by the way. Thank he says it's a pleasure to serve. Yeah, thank, thank you for you your so service. Much, Barney. Happy Veterans Day for you tomorrow. Uh, and uh, Sergeant Alvin York, he so he charged a German machine gun nest and they were in the trench and he had his 1903 Springfield rifle with him. He killed every German he had he could with every bullet he had in his gun until he ran out of bullets. And then he pulled out his 1911 <laughs> and killed every German that he could with his 1911. I mean, I magazine is that what 11 like, bullets it's, no 10, that's not something? even that it's like seven or eight oh, it's like seven goodness. or eight rounds so he the, got to kill like seven or eight germans seven or eight germans with his 1911 uh -huh. then he had his 1903 oh. springfield rifle which i think holds six or seven rounds as well he's just holding all the guns all over the place yeah yeah but <laughs> but what was amazing so his and and they show this in the film uh -huh. how alvin york managed to take down uh each soldier in the trench is he knew that if they if he shot the ones that were farther away, then the ones that were closer to him would see them go down and see them fall. Mm -hmm. So what he did was he shot the ones who were closest to him in a line as they were going back until the final one turned around and saw that everybody in the trench had been killed, and then he killed the last one in the trench. And then he got a hundred Germans to surrender to it was like over 100 it was like 106 that's amazing by himself he he was he was he he was seen bringing back at the tip of his bayonet he was bringing back over 100 german soldiers who had surrendered only to him mm -hmm. just to him to sergeant alvin york mm. give it up Wow. Turns out the pacifists can kill, kick some ass when they have to. <laughs> I mean, I just I have so much respect for anybody in the military, mm -hmm. you know, to put their life on the line. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that I I have never done that, and and I don't know if I ever would mm -hmm. really. But I I just I thank you all so much for fighting for people like me for who sure. don't have the courage to do what you do. Well, think about it because we as libertarians, right? Like we we're not pacifists, but some of us are. Right. Mm -hmm. and, but we, we tend to be more dovish than hawkish. Mm -hmm. Right. We tend to be more Jefferson than Washington. Yeah. Uh, and and so uh, it's because of the George Washingtons of the world that the Thomas Jeffersons are free to write their declarations of independence. Absolutely. Right. It's, it's because of the people who are willing to eat onions uh, from in Valley Forge and freeze their their toes off mm -hmm. that people like you and I are free to to think and to write and to speak and to have our free speech in Monticello. Right. So yeah. it, it takes it takes a an army of founding fathers, all of their different with their different uh, traits and our characteristics and our abilities. It even takes and I know Judge Napolitano would curse my name for saying this. It even takes an Alexander Hamilton, for example, because he doesn't like him. I heard him talking. The we other were day. we were arguing about Alexander yes. Hamilton the other day because I, I actually think Alexander. Each founding father made good points in different ways at different times. Yeah. And um, the thing about Alexander Hamilton that deserves praise is that Hamilton put his life on the line and was a colonel in the Revolutionary Army. Mm -hmm. And at the final battle of Yorktown, 
Um, Alexander Hamilton led a siege of a redoubt, which is basically a a um, a battlement, an embattlement where there were British soldiers, mm -hmm. and it was in the very early morning on the of the battle. Alexander Hamilton led a a charge, a bayonet charge, against the embattlement. So, and, and because they didn't want them to know they were coming, so they didn't fire any shots. Wow! So Alexander Hamilton personally went straight. He was the first one down the hill running down towards the battlement and they bayoneted all of the British soldiers, killed them all to death in hand-to-hand -hand combat. Oh my gosh. At, at the Battle of Yorktown, for that sure. He's a man who's willing to sacrifice his life. Exactly. And and so obviously we're more Jeffersonian than we are Hamiltonian. Sure, in terms in our, of ideology. In terms of ideology. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that we can't say that Alexander Hamilton didn't do some good. He he helped, he's, he shed his blood for this country. Absolutely. And we appreciate our veterans for that. And we appreciate those people who even people that we don't share their ideas or that don't share our ideology that aren't libertarians like we are, <laughs> that are willing to go into the American military and do what it takes to preserve the country that we yeah. that we all share. We appreciate you and thank you very much. Yes. That's rule, says Naritas, 1972. Absolutely. Absolutely. We all appreciate you all very much. The best to all the veterans. In the chat, Corey and Callie says Hamilton or Burr. Well, at the end of the day, I think I'd probably Aaron Burr, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure if all of them were alive today, mm -hmm. Alexander Hamilton would probably be better than most Republican candidates. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, so we yeah. We just have to look at it in perspective. For sure. And I love my buddy, Jace, Links, Jace Linkton, actually messaged me. Yes, we know him. Yes, the other day. Mm -hmm. And he was actually listening to the uh, debate where um, he was actually listening to the debate uh, with judge knapp about alexander hamilton and he was this is what jace linkton had to say hold on he says hey austin just caught your big brain segment with the judge he's wrong about hamilton on liberty here's what alexander hamilton had to say the sacred rights of mankind are not to be rummaged for among old parchments or musty records they are written as with a sunbeam in the whole volume of human nature by the hand of the divinity itself and can never be erased or obscured by mortal power. So the Whoa, that's a lot to unpack. Right, so the judge was accusing Hamilton of being a legal positivist, which he was to an extent. What is that? A legal positivist? Correct. So this was the fight between, and we're going to get real nerdy here on mm -hmm. our, on our uh, founding fathers here on the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. But a legal positivist is someone who says that laws, the only laws that are valid laws are those laws which are written down. Mm, okay. So meaning that if if it's not written down, then it's not a law. Okay. But, uh, and so therefore, the Federalists, when they were arguing over the Constitution, George Washington, Alexander Hamilton, etc., mm -hmm. were saying largely that we must, if in order for something to be a law, it must be written down. Okay. Uh, the Anti-Federalists, Patrick Henry, right, uh, uh, Thomas Jefferson and others, they said, no, there are laws that aren't that can't be written down. And so they they had a negative theory of of law, the natural law, as Hamilton has stated here. And, and it, it, you know, we shouldn't be confused when we see contradictory statements, especially from great minds, mm -hmm. especially from like the founding fathers. They did contradict themselves. Oh, yeah. I'm learning more and more about that every day. They did contradict themselves. And 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 just like myself, like a lot of libertarians are confused by myself. I'm not trying to compare myself to the founding father's greatness at all. Right. But just that in that, like, I think of this more of the Ralph Waldo Emerson quote on when he talks about a foolish consistency. 
being the hobgoblin of simple oh. minds. I love self-reliance. Right. And the tool of philosophers and statesmen divine with with consistency, a great mind has nothing to do. Right. Speak what you believe today in hard words today. That is my favorite part. Ugh. Though it may contradict everything that you said yesterday. So although Hamilton was largely a legal positivist, he still believed in the concept, as Jace has identified here, in this concept of a natural right that is endemic to our humanity. Mm -hmm. uh, and he also, because the judge and I, the judge was really not happy about me saying, about me defending Abraham Lincoln. Oh boy. He was not happy. I need to go back and watch And this. I got a lot of, uh, the, the neo-Confederates were getting mad at me online too, because of what I was saying, that, uh -huh. uh, that uh, the Civil War was the South's fault and that Abraham Lincoln makes some good points. But here's what Jace, I know your face, your face. He says, uh, I'm a Lincoln stan too. Secession is essentially the same as a new declaration of independence. Britain was not obligated to let us go without a fight. Same with the Union in the 1860s. Yeah. Interesting. Well, yeah, the, the, the British had paid for, paid for us. The, the British had the French and Indian Wars that the, had was to the benefit of the colonies. Mm -hmm. uh, and the, the Great Great Britain had established these colonies, right? Right. So to get away, there has to be a price. There has to be a price. And, Would and they the, have let us bought our way out of here's the thing. their ownership? Secession is never legal. It's, right. It is never legal. It may be moral, uh -huh. but it can also be immoral. Because aren't people always like, oh, Texas should secede? Yes. Everyone talks about that. But yes. it's like, could they really I agree legally? with I agree with secession in theory to an extent. Mm -hmm. But intent, just like when it comes to, you know, bombing babies or killing babies, intent matters. Mm -hmm. right? If grandma accidentally runs over a baby, it's not the same thing as Jeffrey Dahmer eating a baby. Right. I get that. Intent yes. matters. Mm -hmm. But the problem with intent when it comes to the Civil War is that even if and every Confederate talking point is. Abraham Lincoln wasn't fighting to free the slaves. The North didn't care about the slaves. They didn't go and fight for the slaves. Well, the, you, maybe you're right. Maybe the North didn't fight, wasn't fighting for the slaves. The South absolutely was fighting for slaves. Right. The South was fighting them for some mother in slaves. They wanted to keep them. They wanted badly. to keep those slaves. Uh -huh. They absolutely wanted to say it. And you know how we know this? Because they said they were fighting for slavery. Because in the Articles of Secession, the Declaration of Secession, uh -huh. Mississippi, South Carolina, North Carolina, you know what they said? Mm. We are we are we are seceding for the express purpose of chattel of maintaining chattel slavery. So believe their words, people. So as I was trying to explain the judge, and he was denying, he was he was refuting the other day. I was like, well, listen, you know, I I'll let you go. We, we entered into a political agreement together. Mm -hmm. We have a contract. We're we're we've signed the Constitution together, and. Mm -hmm. And and now you want to leave. I, I, I would say, OK, if you want to leave, that's fine. But your slaves are staying here. Mm -hmm. You can't take them with that's you. That's the price they're paying. That's the price. Mm -hmm. But the South didn't let them take their right. slaves. There has to be a compromise here. Right, right. And maybe you could have bought them, bought them all up. That would have been better than maybe killing all of the all of the people in the war. But mm -hmm. they wouldn't let that happen either. They wanted to maintain what they called their peculiar institution. Mm -hmm. And therefore, you are a slaveholding government. And by any libertarian measure, there is nothing anti-libertarian about bringing death to every slaveholding government in the world, especially the one that I'm a part of. If our government is a slaveholding government, and certainly our government was for about 100 years before the Civil War, mm -hmm. then that government either has to change, slavery had to be abolished, uh, or you have to kill the slaveholders and free their slaves. No compromise for slave slavers. No, have to fight for freedom. Absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely. So Joni asked the question: How does succession happen? Vote, vote, or war? Um, yeah. The problem with the with the vote question is this: it, with when it comes to secession, what if if 
we don't believe in democracy, really, right? Correct. So what if 51% of people in Missouri vote to secede? What about, what about the other 49%? What, are you just going to kick them out? What, are you going to kick the Palestinians out of their homeland? Huh? Are you going to kick Missourians out if we didn't vote for it? What, we didn't vote to secede, we voted against it. Oh, so you're going to force your will on us? You're going to force us to leave it? What if we want to stay in the United States? Well, then you have to leave. Okay, well, now we're getting back to that same argument again. Mm, we're so getting vote won't work. Well, a vote could work, but but what about the people who didn't vote for it? Right. Right? You're forcing your will on the people who didn't vote for that. Ugh. I mean, so then what? So then they would fight for it, and then those people still would be out of a home because mm. they'd be like, oh, great, we've seceded. I didn't want to do that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So... So that's the problem. So that's the problem is that is that the is that the libertarian view on these things is is not nuanced enough to do this concept justice. And it's a lie to say that the Civil War was not fought over slavery, because as I was saying to the judge, that ignores the Articles of Secession that said it's for chattels. We are we are. Hey, we're leaving for slaves. We want to keep our slaves. It wasn't about slavery. Bullshit. Bullshit. And that ignores why did the um the the Confederacy form their militias in the first place? Well, because John Brown attacked Harper's Ferry and the South felt that they were going to be under attack and that their institution was going to be under attack, and that's how the Confederate Army was formed. To say that the Civil War wasn't about slavery is to ignore Harper's Ferry. It's to ignore the Articles of Secession. It's to ignore the abolitionist movement in the United States. It's to ignore Uncle Tom's cabin. It's to ignore uh, uh, what other, uh, the Nat Turner's rebellion. It's, it's to ignore every other slave revolt that was happening in the South. It's to ignore. And I can't believe that I have to say this to the judge who wrote the book. Uh, um, he wrote, uh, uh Dred Scott. It's to ignore Dred Scott. It's hmm. to ignore the fugitive slave laws. Like, it's not about this. It's not about slavery. Bullshit. Bullshit. It's absolutely about slavery. So what does he think should have been done then? In this case, that the South, that they, the North should have offered to buy the slaves from the South and the South should have been allowed to peacefully secede. Okay. So either way, slavery would have been ended. Slavery would have been ended. Okay. But here's the thing. That's not what happened. Right. They, they joined us. Yeah, no, they fought. They fought us. They fought. They fought. They, the Confederacy fought mm -hmm. to maintain, they, the Confederacy fought the Civil War for the express purpose of maintaining chattel slavery. And mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but. You have to die. If, if you want to fight me because you're trying to maintain slaves, if you're picking a fight with me, and they did pick a fight, mm -hmm. they fired on Fort Sumter first, which is another point that the judge refuted. He's like, no, Abraham Lincoln manipulated them into, to, into fighting. No. Oh. Well, if so, brilliant move. Right. Brilliant moves. Brilliant tactical strategy. If you know someone's going to attack you, or if you know that a war is coming, make them fire first. Then, the art of war. That's right. The art, Stephanie. Yes, exactly. He knew it. These libertarians are not very good at the art of war. No, we're terrible at it. No. We're terrible at it. Absolutely terrible at it. It's, it's a shame. It's a shame. Um, the secession was about slavery. The war was about secession. So it was about slavery, right? Absolutely. Uh, there's a really good book that I recommend. It's a great read. It's, it's, it's a science fiction novel, but it's about... Um, if the South had won the Civil War. Oh, boy. Because I know you're not like um, like up to speed on like South African apartheid, but it, you, for a while there was like a, a like a racist regime. Nelson Mandela. Yeah. In Rhodes Rhodesia mm -hmm. existed for a time where it was whites, Dutch, mostly Dutch. They were the, the uh, descendants of the Boers. 
Rumble. We've actually watched a uh, Louis. Uh, what's his name? Louis, Louis Thoreau. And he did a documentary about the Boers. Mm-hmm. He was in South Africa yes. reporting. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the the ancestors the the ancestors were the Boers, mm-hmm. and they they formed a colony called Rhodesia uh, that was explicitly in a, an apartheid state. And the uh, in the the novel, it's called Guns of the South. Time traveling Nazis from Rhodesia go back in time to the Civil War and they arm uh, Robert E. Lee with AK-47s. Yeah, it's awesome. And and so Robert E. Lee wins the war of independence. And one of his major generals was um, the eventual founder of the KKK, Nathan Bedford Forrest. Remember Forrest Gump? Uh-huh. That's who in the movie, that's who he's named after, Nathan Bedford Forrest. So he represents a bad guy? Yeah, so that's the joke of Forrest Gump. Why do so many people love Forrest Gump? Well, because they don't because here's it's a joke because Forrest wasn't racist, but it was oh. because he was born in Mississippi. He oh. was in or oh, Alabama. Forrest. Sorry, Alabama, Alabama. Because he was born in Alabama, he's he was named after Nathan Bedford Forrest, so mm. his name is Forrest Gump. Mm. But there's a time trap, there's a scene where they show where they show Forrest's ancestor, mm-hmm. and it's very brief in black and white, and you see them putting on hoods mm-hmm. in the KKK. So it's so that's the joke. So, anyways, in the book Guns of the South, as soon as uh, Robert E. Lee and the Confederacy win their independence, there's immediately a battle in the Confederacy about whether or not to outlaw slavery, mm-hmm. because the uh, like the French and the British who had gotten rid of slavery by this time didn't want to um, trade with the South. And so the South was seen as sort of underdeveloped and um, and they were seen as uh, as kind of like, you know, antiquated. And or they didn't seem like China, probably. Yeah. So China treats their people to an extent. Yeah. yeah. So immediately there's a like uh, there's a civil war after the civil war to an extent between Robert E. Lee and Nathan Bedford Forrest. Mm-hmm. And the time traveling Nazis support Nathan Bedford Forrest. Ugh. Because he's a racist like they are. Right. And Robert E. Lee, despite the fact he was a slaveholder, was wanting to abolish slavery. So it, it, the, the novel's so much fun. He at switched sides, didn't he? Uh, he, he uh, like many former Confederates, um, became a, a, uh, a unionist, right? Mm-hmm. He wanted to, he couldn't serve in the, in, the, um, in the government or anything like that. And I believe that there was some other Confederate general who actually went to work for Ulysses Grant. I can't remember who it was. And people were like, oh, he should run for president, but he didn't. And I I can't remember which one that was. Mm. But anyways, great book. It's called Guns of the South. Oh, wow. Great book. It's a a lot of fun. And then, of course, the time-traveling Nazis are mad that Robert E. Lee becomes the president of the Confederacy because he wants to abolish slavery and the time traveling Nazis obviously, you know, hate the black people and want to uh-huh. keep them enslaved. So it's a fun novel. I'm not sure I'd want to be Jewish in this novel. Yeah. No, you would not. No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funny thing about racist is that is that it's never confined to just one race. No. no any any racist, if they if they're like if they hate any kind of race, it's also they also hate the Jews, too. Right. Isn't the that Jews fun? Just come along with yeah. anybody. Yeah. Anyways, thanks for letting me go down that uh, rabbit hole this morning. It's so interesting. I love having these types of conversations. Me too. I just hope we didn't scare everybody off over there did in the chat. Did we scare anyone off? Is I, everyone we here? We probably did. I don't know. They, still here Rumble watching. isn't featuring anybody, anybody today, unfortunately. They, I think they're asleep down there in Florida. So oh. no, they haven't put any any features on the front page, at least according to the last mm. uh, look that I have. It's like from six days ago, 12 hours ago. One day ago, 14 hours ago. Yeah, they're not like featuring anybody this morning. So I don't know. We got the people who really care about us in this chat right now. Do you love me? 
Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? If you do, click that like button, because now that I can dance, 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 watch me now. Work, work. Oh, you're driving me crazy. Work, work. Oh, shake it, shake it now. Work, dum, 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 work, work. Baby, baby, come work. Click that like button if you're having a great time today. We love having our friends joining us. This is like the very first musical news show. Does that ever exist? I don't know. Maybe. I think this is the first. We're we're just making history right mm-hmm. here. Ten minutes segment on, on on this topic today. You'll love it. Okay. Sing about the news headlines. Sing the news. Uh, oh, there there are like um. Yeah, the people who do it the best. So auto-tune the news. It's the Gregory Brothers. Okay. Yes, the Gregory Brothers have they do auto-tune the news, and it's it's absolutely awesome. Back in the day when I was like a huge, huge Ron Paul head, uh, I would do I would listen to Ron Paul auto-tune the news, and, and just freaking. Yes. Do you want to hear it? You yes. want to hear it? Okay. Let's do it. Let's play. Let's play. Auto tune the news. Here we news. go. There this is, a- is Ron Paul. This is like back in my God. This is like back in my early days. Nelson sixty five says more singing. He dropped a super chat. Oh, you like singing? Thank and, you so much. And I know someone else dropped a super chat earlier. I missed the name you on it though. You know what's coming soon? News. It's there holiday is a lot- season, and that means we might be singing some Christmas carols. Yeah, soon. we should do some karaoke. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Mm-hmm. All right. So this is back when I was still huge. Okay, fourteen years ago. Right when I was fresh in my Ron Paul Palooza. Here, take a listen to this. This is fun. Of news. And it's happening. Justice Souter is retiring. There's a swine flu pandemic. People are turning into pigs. Michelle Obama. She's wearing a cardigan. You know, Jonah Plum is making headlines for telling. Oh, he says they are called queer. Rest in peace. Plummer. I think he's really shiny. You guys, this is not making any sense at all. Can you please just sing about it? I know where I stand. I think this is an ignoramus statement. I was even a person who thought, you know what? Power to Jonah Plummer at that point. Before he went around, laid his pipe all over down. Well, Jonah Plummer is not invited anywhere around me. This baby need a tissue. Tissue. Thinking about the time the plumber kissed you. Kissed you. Before you caught a creeping with the shit too. As Republicans, the party does seem to be in chaos. They need to change their attitude. Hey, attitude. Oh, their attitude. Hey, attitude. Oh, hey, tell us what your homies can do to make a change. When they talk about personal freedoms, they have to believe it, you know. To believe it, you know. To believe it, you know. You know, we know, we know, we know. You I just don't think that the party right now offers a whole lot. You see some real change from the third party in my house. Popping champagne, Bacardi getting crunked out. Trip around and win Joe Biden while we and Bob and Hennessy. Come on over, drinks on me, moment. We'll be friends with you and be a fan with you. Main babies with you and colleagues with you. I'll be in your crew. I'll be in your stools. Jumping rope with you. Playing Donkey Kong with you. Hatching plans with you. In beta Tajikistan with you. We do not believe either Afghanistan or Pakistan can achieve lasting progress without the full participation of all of your citizens, including women and girls. Having a barbecue, grilling a goat with you, grilling Paris too, getting matching tattoos. The rights of women must be respected and protected. Picking flowers with you, hot showers with you, falling in love with you, nude at the zoo, making
making memories at the pottery field. Come and play on you all afternoon. It would be one of the most dramatic foreign policy. Pottery wheel, rubbing clay on you all afternoon. Oh, God, yes. That sounds fun. I love it. I love it. So, yeah, this is the, that was the prime minister of Pakistan and Afghanistan at the time, 14 years ago. And they're like singing to Hillary Clinton about, you know, making memories at the pottery wheel, rubbing clay on you all afternoon. <laughs> I liked when Stuff. Ron Paul was in there. Me too. His voice is not exactly made for singing. No, not exactly. <laughs> it's hard. He's, uh, but I like it. I liked uh, his message, though. He's like, when they talk about personal freedom, they have to believe it, you know, right? They have to believe it, yes. you know. We know. God, give it up to our old Ron Paul days. We appreciate you all very much for tuning in and joining us. What's up, Magister Luddite? How you doing, Tolly1982? We don't, want to rub all clay on you all afternoon. <laughs> you say Republicans on crack. Are you cozy with the Democrat? Uh, let's see. Chi-chi-chi-chi-chi-chi-chi. Oh, we didn't even talk about Jezebel. We have to talk about the headline. We have to talk about the headline. Vice to end several news shows and lay off dozens of staffers in the hollowing out of their news division, and Jezebel Magazine shuts down, oh yeah, lays off their staff, an excruciating decision, parent company says. It's the punchy feminist blog with an outsized influence on internet culture, will suspend operations and lay off its staff effective immediately. Ah, Jezebel, you can go yourself and cough, and I hated you every single day, you piece of magazine. Ah, you. Thank you, you see. I uh, I did some digging on them okay. as I like to do. Go ahead, Steph. I like to be a detective. Mm -hmm. I had never read anything from Jezebel ever in my life. So, what I observed here, no shit, when I visited their website, is they have all female writers mm -hmm. for all of their articles. They love to write about pro-abortion. Yep. And I also uh, went browsing in their gift shop as I'm a woman who likes to shop. Mm -hmm. Okay. I did not find anything I liked because they have like a, a, what is that? A uterus or whatever, putting up the middle finger. Mm -hmm. They have that on a shirt. They've got like tarot card shirts. They also have the C word written all over their designs. The woman C word, the bad one. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. like they, they like delight in being trash. Right. Yeah. That's the thing. They delight in being trash. And it was all products for women. Mm -hmm. There's nothing for men at mm -hmm. all on this website. Yes. So I can see why they're not very popular. I mean, if they're only attracting women readers, then what's in it for the men? They're losing out on, on so many people that could possibly be reading their stuff. They don't care. They don't care. Well, <laughs> they, I'm not. Here. They're shutting down. I'm here to tell you right <laughs> now. They don't care. No, they don't care. They they alienated everybody on Earth. They're shutting down their operations. They're suspending the publication. Uh, they've been trying to find somebody to buy it for a while, but you know what? They just can't. They just can't make it work. They did have an article about a woman writing about the type of tie that a man should wear. So they have a lot to say about men. They yes. just are not men. Yeah, they're not. Uh, they're not interested. They weren't interested in gathering a wide enough audience, mm -hmm. and they aren't business. They weren't business like enough in order to run their operations and no. keep it going. I mean, yeah. did you ever read stuff from that? Only when it would like involve people that I actually like gave a rip about, but mostly mm -hmm. it was not. No, because I like I do list. I do read people like that I disagree with. Like I read CNN and I read. Hell, I read Fox News and I read some of the mainstream. I read all of the mainstream media, Which but CNN I just is reporting about the shutdown of them. And yes. Yeah. yeah, but mm -hmm. I just I read stuff that I disagree with right all the time. But like 
you know, it's Jezebel is just like, I don't read slime. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I don't read slime ball stuff. I read like, you know, alternative media uh, outlets that are actually that actually are thoughtful, you know? Right. I mean, they're definitely not mainstream. No, no. But I mean, this is I think this is really the discussion here, which is why it's worthy of, of a chat is the discussion is the death of like the alternative media. Because we, you know, yeah. Vice Magazine was very much like the the poster childs. They were the poster children of the alternative media. Jezebel was a big one as well. Gawker, they got sued out of existence by Peter Thiel and mm. Hulk Hogan. Did you know that Hulk Hogan had a sex tape? Oh, uh, no, but it doesn't surprise me. So that's that was what it what started it. But they'd also they they outed Peter Thiel. They like to like put it pulled him out of the closet before he was like you know, open about his homosexuality. And so he he never forgave them for that. And so uh, when Hulk Hogan wanted to sue Gawker for mm-hmm. releasing his sex tape, Peter Thiel bankrolled Hulk, Hulk Hogan and Hulk gave him the money that he needed for the lawsuit and they bankrupted um, Gawker.com. It just takes money. It just, yeah, no, it's true. Power. No, it's true. So they, they wow. uh, so Hulk Hogan and Peter Thiel bankrupted Gawker Jezebel was like part of that news media group, which just it's sleaze mm-hmm. journalism. Now, I like some somewhat sleazy outfits. Like I read the New York Post every day. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like their articles. They're fun. In BuzzFeed, too. I've Buzz always feed. enjoyed BuzzFeed. Yes, for sure. Uh Studio 314 says he was gonna rant 10 bucks, but Rumble's an ass. I'll send it on the site. Y'all oh, would be fun on a car trip, AP for Liberty. Yes. For those technological it would be fun on a car trip. Oh yeah. I, I love singing in the car. We listen to lots of music and mm-hmm. fun podcasts and we watch movies. Mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. talk about life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Vice used to be the shit. Jezebel has always been shit. Very funny, true. So, I mean, here's the thing. So I thought that alternative media is rising with podcasts and, and the little man, I think, is rising as opposed to mainstream media. But the one thing that's making me excited is it seems like leftist media is facing. Yeah, that's where it is, right? Which so, really shows you where the people are. Well, I see. I saw Gavin McInnes did a really good video about this the other day about how Gen Z has really woken up to a lot of the leftist and feminist BS. And I can't. I, I would love to like, play that, but it's it's just when they go out there and they do these man on the street quizzes, like a lot of these men. They're not putting up with like a lot of like the the leftist feminists like females and their 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 completely toxic Jezebel like behavior on the streets. Oh, like they're yeah. they're Those calling women it out. Like, Am I a ten? Would you date me? Because I'm wearing short shorts. And, and then the guy's like, right. You're five, and I would yes. not date you. Or or they're like they're like uh, yeah. He goes, oh, this one guy goes, oh, he's a he, she's a five, and they're like, um, and, and she's like she's like gets so offended, and he's like. And she's like, starts calling him out. And he's like, Mm -hmm. listen, why don't we do the makeup, the makeup remover challenge? And we'll see where you're at right there. Why don't Mm -hmm. you take up all Mm -hmm. your makeup off? And then we'll see who's really actually, you know, who's actually attractive. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I mean, girls are really making themselves fail. So I remember there was one interview where this guy is like, will you go out with me? He was talking to these two girls and he asked one girl, like, will you go out with me? And her friend mm-hmm. was just like, no, don't go out with him. Mm-hmm. And she was totally like cock blocking right there. And it's like us girls, we're just, we're just going down the landslide together. Uh, here's here. I found the clip. Gavin McKinnon is talking about feminism. Says, Gen Z is realizing that feminism is a scam. This was a great video. We won't be able to watch all of it. It's eight off. minutes. And took you long enough. Gavin McKinnon. 
Like Rosie the Riveter stuff. Yes, he was one of the founders of Vice Magazine. That wasn't really feminism. That was trying to get women to work in World War II because we didn't have any men. Rosie the Riveter. Okay. Yeah, let me. I'll start it over. We're seeing a lot of Zoomers realize that feminism was a ripoff. Took you long enough. Like Rosie the Riveter stuff. That wasn't really feminism. That was trying to get women to work in World War II because we didn't have any men. Okay. Then the 70s rolled around, and it was burn your bras. Okay. Please do, actually. I want to see your bounce around. Um, No, not ready yet. And then uh, the 80s came along, and they were getting kind of mean. It came from, like, we should be able to get out of the kitchen, and we should be able to have jobs. And everyone went, okay. This smells like a rat. Uh, I think we both might end up getting over with just more hours and less pay, but okay. I don't want to- Yeah, pause for just a moment. So because we, it's 8.20 in the morning and because we have a billion other topics that we won't have time to get to if we don't, we have raised 12 bucks, but if we can raise another $40 in the next 40 minutes, then you want to extend, Stephanie? It's up to you. Yeah, like, I don't have and, any plans. Well, you I do because- all I, of my therapy notes. But I always take you to breakfast after the show, so- We are going to McDonald's. Yes, we are going to McDonald's. So if uh, if we can raise another $40 by the end of the show, then we will do another 30 minutes, will you say? Yeah. You guys want us to do another 30 minutes? It's up to you. It's fine with me. It's up to you guys. I mean, I did want to talk about the McDonald's topic. Exactly. At the end. Exactly. And I we, wanted to talk about the things that people say to ruin their life. Right. And because we're kind of yeah. going over and we would talk about the Civil War and now we're on Gen Z and feminism, um, we wouldn't have time to get to it. So if we can raise another 40 bucks by the end of the show, you guys want us to stick around? Mm-hmm. It's up to you. Encore. Encore. It's pay to play, baby. <laughs> we can be bought. Yeah. It's just like an arcade game. We stop operating after so many coins. <laughs> exactly. Feed us, feed us coins. Like, Please. All right, let's continue. Let's continue on because I think Gavin makes a lot of good points here. He talks about why the 80s, they started, the feminists started getting really mean. I want to chain you to the kitchen. Uh, And then the 80s, they start to get mean. And they were like, men. What was it? Scum? The Society for Something Men? Scum Manifesto, which Michelle Obama loved. Uh, And that's when they killed all the men's clubs. Proud Boys was the first club to come back from that. Uh, Huh after the Gloria Steinem generation, there was a weird thing in the nineties where it was like pro sex, sex work is real work. That was stupid too. Um, <laughs> but I, and so it was, we're gone. Boomers, Gen X, millennials, four generations later, I think zoomers are going, yeah, I, I like the idea of not being chained to the kitchen and being allowed to leave. But I have a feeling that you were fine with that too. Can we go back to the 60s, please? They're not enjoying this freedom, which is what I told you a million years Why are you, why are you, what are you what's that, Stephanie? Us women are screwing ourselves over. Why? How? Because we're saying, oh, we want all this freedom. And that makes us work more hours overall, because now we're having these full-time jobs outside of the house. Plus, when we come home, which a lot of women get really angry about, they do most of the household chores. And the man usually doesn't help very much. And the women are like, why? It's because your place is in the home. You shouldn't be going outside the home anyway, ladies. You're making it worse for yourselves, making it harder for yourselves. How dare you? So it's like if you just stayed in the home, you wouldn't have all this work that's stressing you out. Yeah. Barney Styles is asking, you got a cash app we can send to. 
So what we encourage our listeners to do is to visit the website, wakeupamericashow.com slash support. Mm. And you can actually make a donation there or become a monthly sponsor there, which we highly recommend. If you, by the way, if you become a monthly sponsor, if you do like $5 a month, then we do offer a 20% discount at AP for Liberty shop. So go to wakeupamericashow.com slash support and then just buzz me, send us a text or something. Let us know that you that you made that donation. We should see it come through, but I, I, sometimes my emails like, like take, get a little delay. <laughs> so just let me know if you made the, the, the donation, uh, however much it was. If it was 40 bucks, then we'll continue on. Um, otherwise, I would highly recommend that you become a monthly sponsor. And that way you help support the show from month to month. And it helps us to know what our revenue is so we can know if you know we're going to be live next month or not. So help us to support the show. Go to wakeupamericashow.com slash support because I see Rumble rants aren't working for whatever reason. Oh, gosh. Rumble is just... They're struggling today. The ball today. Yeah, they're struggling today. So you can support the Wake Up America Show going to wakeupamericashow.com slash support. Uh, and you can make a one-time donation at the top of that page. Or you can also make a um, monthly donation, depending on you know what you'd like to do. So it's, up, it's up to people you. People watching on YouTube and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Go on there. I see people are typing in the chat mm-hmm. on YouTube. On uh, Facebook, I was just looking Facebook, the other yes. day. Oh yeah, pork chop. Well, he managed to pull it off. Oh yay! <laughs> he t- donated ten bucks. Thanks, Thank pork, you, chop. pork chop. He's also a monthly sponsor. Pork chop one five nine. I don't think we know you personally. Um, pork chop one five nine. You're a monthly sponsor. You get a twenty percent discount by the way might um, be someone we do know but just as maybe name. maybe maybe send us a text at 573-319-1586 again you can text the show at 573-319-1586 because we want to give you your 20 percent discount so pork chop if that's you mm-hmm. if you don't yeah he says i'll text you you don't have your 20 percent discount code yet so Text us at that number mm-hmm. and we'll get you your 20% discount code that's exclusive to you. While you are a monthly subscriber, you get that 20% code at the shop. So uh, hit us up at 573-319-1586. Let us know. Okay, so we got to raise $30 more and then we'll go an extra 30 minutes. There we go. I think we can do it. Yeah, I think so as well. Okay. Uh, let's continue with Gavin and his take. I liked your take on this, Stephanie, that uh, that you agree that uh, women are not happy. Nice umbrellas. Working a nine to five is the biggest scam out there. The biggest scam. How the want to sit here and tell me that I work every day of my life, every day, but I still don't have enough to pay my bills? How? How? And before you say, oh, get a better job, bitch, I have had four jobs. Four different, completely different type of jobs. All different pays. And how are you going to tell me none of those four jobs could pay my bills? How? Working for people is scamming, bro. A scam. But then, but then, you know what? There's drug dealers and scammers out here sitting on their ass living their best life. When I don't have time to go do anything fun. When I don't have the money to go do anything fun. I'm so tired of working for people. It's not even funny. Uh, By the way, honey, yes, drug dealers do make good money. That's a story as old as time. It's called crime. Did he call them cumbrellas? Yes, he did. So he was talking about the uh, 
the gigantic eyelashes. Oh, I never knew that's what they're called. Umbrellas, yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't like fake eyelashes. They make my eyes feel really heavy. Yes. We've got to say thank you to Levin214. He donated $50. Oh my goodness. You just put us past that line there. Yes. We're definitely, <laughs> thank you. yes, we're definitely um, uh, uh, over the mark, guys. Aww, so thank so you. Sweet. Thank you very much. And I did send Pork Chop his exclusive code. Uh, don't Ooh, share that code. That's just for you, pork chop, um, and you get twenty percent discount of the shop. Now's a good time to be doing some Christmas shopping. So That's right. enjoy and uh, and thank you very much. Thank you, Levin. So we are going to be now going into overtime. So that mm-hmm. means that we're going to take a real quick little pee break so that we because we got another hour to go, mm-hmm. another hour to go of the show. Right, we'll be right back with more on the Wake Up America Show at wakeupamericashow.com. I get a little bit lonely when you're never coming round. Turn around. Every now and then I get a little bit tired. Listen to the sound of my tears. Turn around. Every now and then I get a little bit nervous that the best of all the years have gone by. Turn around. Every now and then I get a little bit terrified and then I see the look in your eyes. Good morning. Oh boy. Rising definitely cringe. Rise and freedom, except for Vivek, of course. I know. Good morning, good morning. If you're tuning on the tuning in the Wake Up America show, we love having you here. Make sure that you click that like button and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. We'd love to have you come back and join us every Monday through Friday. Picturing the parents in the audience, which is your kid? Oh, mine's the, the one with the speech impediment. <laughs> you know, it's like oh. <laughs> Hey, you and Corey and Callie were having a, fun, a nice little chat over there in the Rumble stream. I saw uh, you guys. The chocolate mint. No, the peppermint patty, right? Oh, yeah. oh my god, I love okay. peppermint patties. Okay, so it's one of my favorite candies. Oh, and I love mint chocolate chip ice cream. So apparently, Corey and Callie and his wife uh, are enjoying the Martha's Mint coffee from our shop this morning, <laughs> and she's put like chocolate sauce in it or something like that. She's put some kind of chocolate, awesome. some kind of chocolate in it. She doesn't yes. taste like a peppermint patty. That sounds so freaking good. But- Instead of white milk, you could put chocolate milk yeah, in it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, one of our buddies, I think it must have been Pork Chop, just <laughs> went over and bought a whole bunch of stuff from the shop Gosh, as well. Are you kidding me? Yeah, he's got an awesome name, by the way. One of my favorite characters uh, from... God, he bought car seat covers? Yeah, he bought Armed and Comfy, the car seat covers. Wow. And he also got the Crusader Pepe cell phone case as well. So, my cell phone case. Yeah, we sell some awesome phone cases over there. Cell phone case. And he got his exclusive discount, his twenty percent discount, because he's a monthly subscriber to the show. You rock, he, poor he chop. He is just so eager. I won't, say, awesome. I won't say his name because you know, obviously, it's up to him to release it. His but name I, is Pork Chop. It's one of my favorite uh, characters. His real name is one of my favorite characters from the Legend of Zelda series. So it's a great name. We appreciate you, Pork Chop. Rock yes. and roll, brother. Enjoy that 20% discount. Enjoy your... Pe- People love Crusader Pepe, don't they? We sell a lot of those. The and Crusader I'm honestly Pepe. confused by that. 
You know what's funny too is that probably a lot of people don't know uh, because if you're not like up to speed on your white nationalist symbols. Yeah, I looked it up and I was like, what is the meaning behind this? Just Maybe kidding. I need to like learn more. And it's yeah, a joke. It's, it's about... a joke. It's not, he's not really white nationalist. Oh, okay. But, but some people who are white nationalists like did appropriate him and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like he's more like, he's more of a figure of the right mm-hmm. than he is like a Nazi, right? So there yeah. are, there are some Nazi Pepe's and things. Those are very rare. And but we also we have a, a Pinochet Pepe. Yes, the we Pepe do. Pinochet. But the one that is the most popular is the Cruz Pepe, the Crusader Knight, with his little sword. With his sword, and uh, and we sell a ton of the shirts with Pepe, the Crusader Knight, on it. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing is, is that not a lot of people know that the version of Pepe that is the Crusader Knight is the one with Down syndrome. He has Down syndrome? Yes. So it's, oh, my gosh. Yes. So the Pepe the Crusader Knight is Down syndrome Pepe. What? Yes. Yes. It's. I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. Wow. I need to look at his face a little closer. Yes. So he's got Down syndrome. <laughs> you know, we do support people with disabilities. So, you know, it's like we we definitely don't discriminate. Yeah. He we says, include everybody. He says his, his parents didn't even... Um, uh, his parents didn't even uh, play The Legend of Zelda. Well, still, it's a cool name. Uh, so, anyways, what were we talking about before we went to commercial break? We've got an extra... Women and yeah. how they need to stay in the kitchen. We've got <laughs> we've got an extra hour thanks to our friends who donated over $50 to the, to the uh, show this morning. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, friends. We appreciate that. Especially when Rumble doesn't feature us like today. Uh-huh. That definitely helps to like make up for it. So... We yes. appreciate that very much. We, were, we lose out on the ad money. Yeah, we were um, we were uh, reacting to Gavin McInnes talking about why Gen Z realizes feminism was a scam. Let's continue that, and then we'll right. get to our other topics. And you get paid more because the stakes are higher, and inevitably you end up in jail or dead. So you're kind if of you're boring for Peter saying. to pay Paul. Oh, yeah. You tend not to see a lot of retired gangsters said retired criminals retired bikers retired drug dealers it's happened we do sell a retired but drug generally dealer. they end up six we do yeah <laughs> pretty early i win the lottery get a scratch off ticket some shit and make get like 10 bands honey honey i am quitting my job and i am starting my own business because i am so tired of go. working for people like dead ass like, people need to be more aware of how much a 9 to 5 is a scam. A literal scam. It is nothing but a scam. And I'm sorry about my lips, my tongue ring. It's still healing. But it's a scam. <laughs> That's why she it's can't get a scam. very professional job. Maybe stop blowing while you're spending money on your head. Whoever fought for women to get jobs. Why? <laughs> Why didn't we do that? I am so tired. Is I wanted to put my feet up. Maybe. I don't see real tears, and that's exactly how I do fake crying. Whoever fought. Remember the chick? Uh, she's not in the notes. The chick who was crying in Starbucks? Whoever thought that women should get jobs, Why? Why? And we did. I think okay, we here's another this one. One six. Now I got to warn week. you. Mm-hmm. Is that her? No, this one seems new. Yes. We Wait, might have reacted to this one last I think week. I remember this I girl. Yeah, but, but still. This is my first. It's... I know I'm probably just being so dramatic and annoying, 
But this is my first job, like my first nine to five job after college. And I'm in person and I'm commuting in the city and it takes me forever to get there. There's no way I'm going to be able to afford living in the city right now. So that's off the table. Like, duh. If I was able to walk to work and it would it'd be fine, but I'm not. So it literally takes me like I leave here, like I get on the train at 730 and I don't get home till like 615 earliest. And then like I don't have time to do anything. I don't I want to shower, eat my dinner and go to sleep. I don't have time or energy to cook by dinner either. Like I don't have energy to work out like that's out the window. Like I'm so upset. Oh, my God. Nothing to do with my job at all, but this just might like be the nine more to about five schedule in general. Less about feminism and more just about spoiled Zoomers who never had a job before I mean, this because think, we had. What do they think men do? Don't men do the same thing as them? Yeah, nine to five. Is, but, but women have didn't trouble in traffic. But this is what women fought for. You see, like this right. is what women wanted, right? They yeah. wanted to compete with men in the workforce, and now that they've got it, it's kind of like. Uh, Democracy is the theory that the common man knows what he wants and deserves to get it good and hard. Feminism is the theory that women know what they want and deserve to get it good and hard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. AP bastardizing Mencken there. I mean, in terms of being a single person, working nine to five is, is pretty good. You know, you get health benefits. You don't have to depend on a significant other to give you those health benefits. Oh, yeah. You have like a social circle usually at work where you can hang out with people outside yeah. of work. So in my single life, I really enjoyed it. It was a way to really make good money. I had a 401k that was multiplying. But then in your married life, especially when you have kids, that's when the nine to five does not work very well. And that's why I give major kudos to any woman that has a full-time job, plus is a mother, plus does a lot of the house chores. Right. And this is actually going to be a good setup or segue for our mm -hmm. next uh, topic when we move on to talk about the creator economy being worth half a trillion dollars by 2027. We're going to get there mm -hmm. and talk about abandoning the nine to five job and uh, why Gen Z is doing that and doing this thing called job stacking, which I'm doing right now as well. So job stacking, I looked up the definition. It's apparently having multiple full-time jobs. Yes. So it's uh, a lot of hours. It's, well, it is and it isn't. So uh, have you ever sat around at a job and been like, wow, I have all of this free time to do this stuff that I, you know, and I realize that I'm not completely filling up all my time here. I'll tell you a secret. When I was at my last job, mm. And I was also a volunteer for your campaign. Mm -hmm. I would make my campaign graphics during my job, during my workday. Really? Because Yes. I would literally get messages from Heather or Jeff from your campaign team being like, hey, Austin has this event tonight. You got to make a graphic, you know, so we can send it out online right away. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I had to be quick. And I was like in the middle of my workday and I just went in my office and hid and I just tried to design something as quickly as I could. Yes. Yeah, so exactly. So you had yeah. time to do oh, other I things. Did. I right. did. Anyways, we are going to talk about that. We're going to get to that in just a minute. Talk about like abandoning to the nine to five. <laughs> uh, but we've got one more clip in, in this Gavin McInnes segment to react to. Take a listen to this one. School, hang on to your hats. It's a wild ride, folks. You can already tell that you're not going to enjoy this. So this is adulting. Nobody told me it was going to be this freaking hard. And you might be wondering, what are you talking about? I can't believe I'm saying this, but my hubsters made me pay the phone bill. Why must he cause me this pain? Does he really think I know what I'm doing? All I know how to do is drink pumpkin spice lattes <laughs> and cappuccinos. Those are numbs. So call me crazy. But I think when it comes to technology, that's a man's job. I am not adult. I am small girl. 
gotta get this man some common sense. Common sense alert. So this is adulting. Nobody told you. Wow. Wow. So there it is. So she's struggling to do things like pay phone bills. Uh, doesn't know how to figure out how to pay the phone bill and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of men, though, who actually don't make their own doctor's appointments and like the wives usually make their doctor's appointments for them. Yeah, so it's like I know how to, but right, they know how to. So it's it's really interesting how men and women, they have these weaknesses in certain areas. But he's got their strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's like. I don't know. In terms of like our bills, you pay most of the major ones yeah. and then like I pay you. Yeah. So that's kind of how we make it work because I know that you are older than me and you have more experience in the world than me. I mean, I just came out into the independent world in the last few years. Mm-hmm. I was living under my parents' roof. So it's like I trust in you that you have more skills than I do, but I'm hopeful that I can learn from you so I can be independent too. And you, and you do. I'm, yeah. I mean, like, you know, but we, we have a codependency a little bit with mm-hmm. our with our uh, lifestyle and stuff. But I think mm-hmm. it, it works fine. Like some people like uh, here's the thing. I teach you how to do everything right. I teach you how to mow the lawn. I teach you how like all of the tools work. I teach you how to defend yourself. I teach you how to use guns. Yes. I teach you how to do the things that I do in order that if I die, mm-hmm. you are, are capable of being independent and handling yourself. Everything yeah. I own would suddenly become yours and you would take on all my assets and then be able to do with them as you see fit. But you need to know that they're there. That's why I, you know, I don't hide, I don't hide anything from you. I tell you where everything is, all my bodies are buried and where all the, uh, you know, the guns are and how to use them and all this stuff. So that way you can be independent. And then, you know, I know obviously how to cook and do all these kinds of things. You taught me. I actually did teach you how to cook yes. as well. So, um, but that, but you do things that I don't do, you know, you, cook more often and mm-hmm. you clean and you also uh do set my doctor's appointments and follow up with like prescription drug stuff and mm-hmm. all those kinds of things and we have a, a symbiotic relationship everything that we do is copacetic to each other and if we ever need help with each from with something we just ask that's it it's yeah. easy enough okay yeah, like with the steaks if i'm just like hey you know can you help me make sure the steaks are done just this right way you do that exactly so you can teach me those skills Exactly. Yes. And that, and that's how it ought to be. Mm-hmm. So we've got uh, a lot of ground to cover today with a lot more content to go. We can't wait to share with you more stories. We're going to talk about the creator economy now. If you're just tuning into the Wake Up America show, click like and subscribe to the channel. We are going into overtime today. Thanks to the support of our donors and supporters. Thank you. Ooh, it's like a sports game. OT. We're going into <laughs> overtime today. So we appreciate all of our supporters this morning helping us to uh, to make a little bit of extra scratch and to support the show. So thank you very much for that. We appreciate, appreciate, appreciate. Um, what, oh, so we were talking about the creator economy. So the nine to the nine to five, mm-hmm. right? So nine to five, we both don't do the nine to five. We do a 24 seven. I think Floby Tenderson said that earlier. It's like he works for himself. He's got his own small business. Mm-hmm. They don't do a nine to five. They do 24 seven because it's just like, you know, late last night we get an order we fulfill the order. We ensure that everything that that everything's going to go smoothly. If we, if there's some reason like some package is being delayed, mm-hmm. we follow up with that stuff. And it's 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 all the time. Sometimes we get uh, customers who contact us and are like, "Hey, this didn't arrive. There's some issue right. with this here. We've got to deal with that stuff." And it's not you can't just wait until Monday 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. You got to get on it right away. And that's the reality of working for yourself. That's why you were right, Steffi, when you said the nine to five job is nice for girls. It there, is. There's this trend. You're protected. 
there's this trend called lazy girl jobs uh-huh. and where girls are going out and they're seeking these lazy girl jobs where they can just do a nine to five. Like being a hostess. Being a hostess. That'd be nice. Being a receptionist. Uh-huh. Something like that where you just like fill out your, your boss's calendar, right? Greet people when they come in, get coffee for people for like meetings. And like, it's a lazy girl job. It, be a great assistant. Yes. Well, you are a great assistant. You're actually better than any like kind of, you, you're, it's not a lazy girl job to do what you do. No. Because you create like the marketing for the for the show mm-hmm. and for all of our all of our stuff. You you it's not a lazy girl job at all. It's a creative job. Mm-hmm. But the creator economy, which is what we're a part of, and if you if you um you know create any content at all online, then you're a part of this. And I'm glad we're getting in on it now. I'm reading from Goldman Sachs, one of the largest banks in the world. The creator economy could approach a half a trillion dollars by 2027. So 500 billion dollars is what this industry that we're working on right now mm-hmm. is going to be worth. And let's be honest, the majority of it's going to go to like the Kim Kardashians, right? And like the big creators who Mr. Have, Beast on YouTube, Mr. Beast, <laughs> like the, the big, big YouTubers and stuff. But we want to get a slice. We're, we're working to get a slice of that pie. Yes. Right. We're yes, working to get us. And, and I know a lot of people, you know, influencer marketing is going to ramp up, right? For example, we actually are just getting ready to close a deal mm-hmm. with a new company. And we, I was actually in some pretty cutthroat negotiations with them over the last couple of weeks. Oh, was it the guy that yeah. you were talking to about Yesterday. advertising? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yes. So we actually, we got a new advertiser that's coming in. Hooray. Yeah. Marketing advertising is pretty cutthroat. I mean, it's a competitive industry. For sure. For sure. And without like going too much behind the curtain and stuff like that, like you get paid like base, usually like, you know, what do you sell? Like, you know, you get paid for that. Right. Uh-huh. But like, there's this thing called mandatory minimums, which is like, you negotiate, what do you get as like a guaranteed payment? Mm-hmm. That's part of using your name if you're a celebrity. Right. And if you can achieve some small level of notoriety, then you can get paid fairly well. So like, for example, um, there was this company called Sunlight that is a really cool app for people to report corruption. Oh. And so they said, hey, Austin, he's a libertarian. He loves to speak out against corruption. His audience would love to hear about this. Mm-hmm. And so it's sunlight.org, but it's spelled L-Y-T, <laughs> sunlight.org. You should check it out. It's awesome. They're, they're not paying me to say this, but they bought an Instagram reel mm-hmm. from me and they pay for that in order to gain access to the audience. So people want it's not me they want, it's you, right? It's you, the listener, the you, the viewer, but right? But they think that you are a good channel to get to those people. Right, right. And we're not the biggest show in the world, mm-hmm. but we're but what they call people like us, Stephanie, is micro-influencers, mm-hmm. right? So we are micro-influencers and we are essentially a niche of people, liberty-loving Americans who get up early drink coffee and love to listen to the news and goof off and hear karaoke and all this kind of stuff. As an influencer, would that just be somebody who's more popular than a micro influencer? An influencer would be like somebody who has had like a million followers oh, or something okay. like that. I'll probably never have that, but <laughs> it doesn't matter because, because we have studio three one four and quest right. fanning and brindle bear and, and um, you know, rare camellia and will run riot and mm-hmm. Corey and Callie and Levin two one four. And so people who want to talk to us, they want access to the audience, right? Because the audience, you know, come, they come in to hear the show. And then of course we market to them. And that's part of our, our business plan, right? The, we look at it like this. And again, we're like getting way into the weeds here, but it's kind of like, if you've ever worked a sales job, they'll teach you about a sales funnel. 
and the show is the wide end of the funnel. Mm -hmm. People watch the show, we introduce them to sponsors and our own products. Mm -hmm. And and then at the very far end of the funnel is the sale. Mm. Right? Do they buy something from the shop? Do they buy from our advertisers like right. Lear Capital, right? Gold, uh -huh. gold and silver, learaustin.com, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Right. And then our advertisers pay us a fee plus revenue like shares. Mm -hmm. This is going to be huge. And the reason why this is a worthwhile topic to discuss rather than just kind of be like, hey, let's reveal the curtain from the Wizard of Oz is because your kids, if you have kids, they they probably want to do what we're doing. Oh, the yeah. majority of them. So many kids want to be YouTubers, podcasters. I mean, when we went to Best Buy mm -hmm. many months ago, mm -hmm. mostly all that they sell is camera equipment for streaming. Mm -hmm. That's that's the popular thing. now. This is what kids want to do these mm -hmm. days. They want to grow up. More kids want to be influencers than want to be astronauts. It, that's what it used to be. I can see a college degree, not in communications, but they'll probably be like some sort of streaming degree or like podcaster degree. I could see that. Influencer marketing, right? Influencer so, degree. <laughs> yes. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. right? So um, creators, Goldman Sachs expects 50 million global creators to grow at a 10 to 20% compound annual growth rate over the next five years. Only about 4% of global creators are deemed professionals, meaning they pull in more than 100 grand a year. We're, mm -hmm. we're working on that. We're getting mm -hmm. close. Um, Goldman Sachs expects their share of the creator universe to stay steady as the overall ecosystem expands. So, come, so scale, capital, um, AI-powered recommendation engines, monetization tools, Robust data and analytics, e-commerce options. So we take advantage of all this stuff. Mm -hmm. We do email, right? We have an email list. We use AI. Yep. We use you know every monetization tool that we can gain access to when YouTube isn't demonetizing us, for example. We're not being demonetized or banned from platforms. Mm -hmm. And we're looking to scale, right? We want to sell more coffee. We want to have more advertisers and make more money and grow the show. I actually, um, I'm, I'm really starting to look at, I've been thinking about this, I haven't told anybody yet, mm -hmm. uh, but I'm really looking at the next show um, that we want to add to our network. And I've, I actually, I think I have an idea of what I want it to be. Uh, I think you've talked about it on the show. A little bit, but now I'm starting to actually crystallize what, oh. I, what I want it to be yeah. and what the next show in our universe is going to be. In our universe. In our universe, the Wake Up America show. So, so Stonegate pictures mm -hmm. is the name of my business mm -hmm. stonegate pictures llc and it's named after my dad's farm and business where i grew up called stonegate farm and nursery yeah so stonegate pictures is my business that's my umbrella corp right and then and then the wake up america show is an intellectual property underneath it correct ap for liberty shop.com that's an intellectual property FrenchEBS.com. That's an intellectual property, right? Mm -hmm. It's all intellectual it's like property. like how Disney owns a bunch of other things under it. Right. So Disney is the Umbrella Corp. And Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs is an intellectual property. Mm -hmm. Right. So the Wake Up America show is an intellectual property underneath with Austin Peterson is an intellectual property under Stonegate. So now I have my next IP that I want to create mm -hmm. and bring under Stonegate uh -huh. and distribute to our audience as content. That eventually we hope will grow and we can market with. That's, that's cool. Yeah. So we're looking forward to that. So influencer marketing or something similar is already a degree, says Levin214. Yes. Yes. I know go. marketing, mm -hmm. social media marketing, I know is pretty popular. Yep. Brindle Bear says streaming is like pro sports, though. Many try and only a few make the big monies. It's true. It's true. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
I mean, I'm I'm amazed that we can do as well as we do, especially considering that how small our audience is compared to money, yeah. right? Depending on what you want to do in your life, it's like you don't even have to make over a hundred thousand dollars in order to go on nice vacations or have nice things. Mm -hmm. As long as you budget appropriately, you can have a pretty great full life mm -hmm. with under a hundred thousand dollar salary. Oh, for sure. And especially that's it helps that we live in mid Missouri. Mm -hmm. Right. You gotta live in the right place. Mm -hmm. You gotta save your money in the right way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, it's true. And uh there's the thing about um the thing about making it in this business too is that you really just have to be persistent. It's like anything else. Mm -hmm. You know, you get like we do it's it's rare to have a five day a week live stream. Yeah. You know, and then also have a live talk show with guests mm -hmm. that happens five days a week and two hours. I mean, we're basically doing what the mainstream media is doing mm -hmm. to an extent. And and we do it as a two person operation. Like we do what newsrooms, gigantic newsrooms do and pull off with like teams of producers. Wow. Yeah. And, and we have a marketing team. We have a production team. We have a writer team. We have a uh, we have actors. We and guess what? It's just us. It's yes. just the two of us. That's just even the two for of us. George and Kelvin. Mm -hmm. Exactly. The actors, right? In our commercials. Right. I'm the actor. Yeah. And people are like, um, like, who does the voiceovers the uh, for like Joe Biden and Barack Obama and Donald Trump in your commercials? Me. <laughs> that guy over there. Yeah, those are all me. So I produce mm -hmm. all those commercials. I write everything. The goal is to one day that I can actually get a producer that, you know, is competent and can handle this job. But it's not easy. It's not easy. Feeling that AI is going to take that job, though. Oh, it is. It's helping. It's becoming more and more capable of, of doing these jobs that we need. It's helping. It's getting there. Yeah. It's getting there. So we're, we're, I'm looking forward to AI being able to help me to, um, to, uh, to do even more. But it definitely is already starting to, to, um, to change, revolutionize what I'm doing even more. Like this last week, I found a new tool that's completely revolutionized what it is that I'm doing. Oh, yes. You were right. I forgot to order a bag of Martha's Mint for my for ourselves. You're right. Ah, uh, dude, I gotta do it. Store this weekend too. Corey and Callie said, asks who made the coffee graphics. Both of us. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I mean, we usually because Austin's desk and his computer is right in our living room. Mm -hmm. So usually, I've got my laptop on the couch. He's got his computer, and so I sit on this little stool. Mm -hmm. Me and George, we sit on the stool next to his desk, and then we go back and forth and share ideas and mm -hmm. show each other what we've made. And mm -hmm. so it's it's truly a collaboration. It is, and as someone says, I thought they were AI. They are. Mm -hmm. We do generate them with AI. Mm -hmm. However. We still, because AI doesn't, isn't going to give you a perfect to size photo, we generate all of the different parts with AI and then we use our, uh, our editing design graphic skills, designer. graphic yeah. design skills, and we bring it all together and we, you know, we do have enough skills to be dangerous. Yeah. I mean, I designed all of Austin's campaign graphics without AI. Mm -hmm. So this was back in 2017, 2018, before AI even came about, mm -hmm. I was using Photoshop. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I do have graphic design skills. And so does he. Yes. Um, oh, since we've got another 30 minutes left to go, we I do have to go take a brief little bathroom break. We're all going to go pee for liberty. But since our since our friends went ahead and bought paid us 50 bucks in that creator, contribute that creator, creator economy. We're going to go another half hour. If you're watching us on Apple Fire TV or Roku, you're going to have to join us over on Rumble because we got to cut the feed over there so we don't go into somebody else's showtime. Join us at rumble.com slash AP for Liberty. We'll be right back on the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com.
Good morning, rise and freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America Show at wakeupamericashow.com. We're officially in overtime. Oh yeah. Extra 30 minutes for you. Lovely. Speaking of lovely, my smoking hot redhead libertarian wife, Stephanie, here sticking around for Freedom Family Friday. What's oh, up? Oh, we have to play that song. What is it? Isn't she beautiful? That little like frog thing with, with a tiara. Remember that video we were showing last week? Coming down the stairs. Oh yes. Cute. Oh yes. If when your wife, when your, when your uh, husband's an early riser, and yes. you get up three out of bed three hours later, and she's like, "Look here's that yes. wonderful girl. Could she be any cuter?" <laughs> yeah, I like that as my theme song. Glad to have you here. If you're enjoying the show so far and you haven't already, would you do us a favor? Click that like button. Come back and subscribe to the channel. When you subscribe, you can join us every Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time here on the Wake Up America show. Freedom Family Fridays means that we like to goof off a little bit, talk about lighter topics, mm -hmm. typically, although sometimes when the news is huge and too dark, then we do hit that as well. Uh, but today's a fun day. We don't have to talk about the darkness, the sadness. We can talk about more interesting stuff. We're a little bit more general right. news topics, if you will. We were talking a little bit about the creator economy. And tangentially related to this is this really good article that I read at entrepreneur.com, dismantling the nine to five, why job stacking is the future of work. The rising trend of job stacking is a popular alternative to the traditional nine to five schedule, particularly millennials, ourselves, mm -hmm. and Gen Z populations. So I'm wondering if job stacking means you still are working for the man, you're just working multiple jobs. So let's get into it. Uh, job stacking and its multiple revenue streams offer an increased sense of financial security. It allows you to be selective in the roles that you take on. So job stacking, let me just get the dictionary definition of it for you. Job stacking is when you're employed at more than one um, uh, employer. Mm. So uh, job stackers is is more than one full time job and you're earning more than one full time wage. That's crazy. How are you working 80 hours a week? Right. So they're not. So this is because a long time it used to take 40 hours to do a full time job, but that's not true today. Uh, okay. So now, you know, and because employee dissatisfaction has never been higher. Mm. So things like the great resignation, quiet quitting, lazy girl jobs, wages mm. have been stagnating for some time and the rise of remote work. So really it's the remote work that's making a lot of this possible. You can work a second job without being mm -hmm. noticed mm -hmm. by your employer. As long as you're still getting your job done, you won't get caught, right? Oh yeah, I mean, I multitask quite a bit. Mm -hmm. I mean, while I'm listening to like a, a social work continuing education thing, I'm doing marketing stuff for the business. So mm -hmm. it's like I'm doing both the job things at a time. Right. And so um, also things like AI are making things easier. So yesterday, for example, we had a really successful, probably my most successful email ever mm -hmm. for the, and this is just good marketing. I'm ready to talk about it. But um, Bruce Willis had a picture of Bruce Willis at the top of the email where he's in the vent in Die Hard mm -hmm. because we sell a shirt, the sweater from Die Hard that says, now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. And so I sent that out as a marketing email. And that marketing email was written by AI. Mm -hmm. So uh, happy holidays. Uh, Merry Christmas. Are you ready to slay? Right. So right, it's, it's hilarious. But without AI, it would have taken me forever to write that email. Mm -hmm. and, and so because I didn't have time to do it, a lot of times I do write the emails and make them very personal. 
but you some, do. but sometimes I don't have time because I'm just slammed. So I use AI, write the email, mm-hmm. marketing email for me, let people know we've got the diehard Christmas sweater available at apforlibertyshop.com. <laughs> they wrote all the good funny jokes like, when the snow starts to fall, do you whisper yippee kaye? right? Stuff like that. Like good funny jokes. I mean, I thought it was funny. I think a lot of people thought it was funny too, because they responded to it. But because of, uh, of the remote work, right, I can do lots of things at once. I can write my columns. I can send out, I can have AI write my emails. I can be doing this and that. And a lot of people who are working for someone else, not like me, they're working for someone else. They are able to do the same thing. They can use AI, write their emails. They have automated replies. Mm-hmm. There are so many clients, like people that I were advertisers that I work with from like my other properties uh, that I can't respond to all of them because I get dozens and dozens of requests a day. Right. Very few of them actually turn into business, mm-hmm. but I have automated replies. So whenever a marketer sends me a message or an average potential client sends me a message, it gives them an auto reply. Here are our rates. Here's what we offer, et cetera, et cetera. That's funny. And then they usually will start a negotiation process. Uh And then I actually have automated negotiating going back and forth with them to try and eke out a price. But once they finally are close to a price and a deal, then I'm actually responding to them directly, writing my emails and and letting them know like, hey, this is what I can do or can't do. And this Uh is what remote workers are doing because their wages have been stagnating. And too, I mean, I like job stacking with a slightly different definition. Mm -hmm. So I am passionate about multiple things. Like I love animals. I like helping people. I like doing business stuff. So for me, I can have the best of all the worlds with job stacking, but I can't do it all full time. So I think if I do part time jobs in all those areas, that's when I'm happiest because Mm -hmm. I don't like to spend too much time in one area because then I start to not like it and I get exhausted by it. So I do like to put my eggs in different baskets and then I'm less exhausted Mm -hmm. and, and I'm more refreshed. In each of the jobs. Yeah. Um, so uh, Barney Styles says, I loved Elon's take on remote workers. They can pretend to work somewhere else. That's funny. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. In order to be an effective remote worker, you have to have self-discipline. Mm-hmm. If you're going to sit on your butt eating, you know, Cheetos, Bonbons. you are not going to be a successful remote worker. It's mm-hmm. not for you. If you need structure and you can't do that yourself, get a nine to five job with an employer. But here's the thing. If you're, if you are disciplined enough to be a good remote worker and can do that, mm-hmm. work for yourself. Oh, absolutely. You know, be like, you know, there are so many remote jobs these days that you can do that don't require you to work for someone else necessarily. Mm-hmm. Although the, a lot of them do where you're working remote for another employer, but there are mm-hmm. a lot of jobs that you can do for yourself. Um, work remote. I wouldn't recommend trying to do what I'm doing just because I've been doing this for 15 years. If you're, yeah. if you're willing to try and for 15 years to be a successful media figure, then yes. But uh, otherwise... Yeah, I mean, that's why I like what I do where I'm a contractor for companies. Mm-hmm. So they do give me some rules and some structure. Mm-hmm. But that makes my brain happy. It just keeps me on task mm-hmm. because I do not do very well designing something from scratch. I, I need a basis to start from. So whereas you, it's like you're able to take a blank slate and create something from it very easily. I need a I need some dots on that slate to connect those dots. And, and that that makes me work better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So so yeah, it's like being a contractor and having some rules 
that might help you have more self-control. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, if Good morning. If you're just tuning in the Wake Up America show, we are doing uh, overtime today. Thanks to our supporters. We thank all of our listeners and friends for helping to support the show this morning and for donating to us. We raised over $50 for the show today. So that means we're going until 9.30 a.m. So there are the benefits of job stacking, obviously, are the same things as like remote work, mm-hmm. where, for example, if you're a parent, you can spend more time with your kids, right? For us right now, it's our dogs, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, this is this is what I have been dreaming of. I never knew how I could raise a family with a hospital social work job. I thought it would be very, very hard. My kids would have to be in daycare all the time. Mm-hmm. But now that I work from home and I can make my own hours, take off whenever I want or need to, this opens up a whole world of possibilities mm-hmm. in terms of starting a family. Andy Opperman says, from an employer's standpoint, there are duties that require in-person interaction that fits well with an hourly wage. If I'm paying an hourly wage to hammer nails, you better not be selling internet crap during that time. No, it's true. Right. And, and it's, it's like when I was um, you know, trying to hire somebody to come in and help me set up studio and do things like that. You have to be present to set mm-hmm. up the studio. So you have to get up early and show up. And there are a lot of jobs that you just have to do in person. Mm -hmm. But if the job is online and you're a customer service rep, right? And let's say that you take inbound calls from (laughs) customers. Yes. And there may be like an hour or so that you just are sitting there waiting for a call to come in and it doesn't Mm -hmm. come in. Like, are you, you know, you're not supposed to answer an email from like somebody who ordered like an Etsy shop purchase from you or something like that. Like, this is what people are doing, whether you like it or not. And I mean, like, if you really want to outlaw it, I mean, the problem is, is that in the inflationary times that we live in, like people are going to go find another job that they can do this or, or they're going to find a job where they're getting paid so much that it's, it's worth it. It's just, oh it's a difficult gosh. time for everybody, employers I'm and employees. Just picturing this, you know how there's always been smoke breaks that you are entitled to. Yes, your work day? Yes. Now there's going to be social media breaks where you're going to have 15 <laughs> minutes every so many hours where you can check your phone, mm-hmm. make your calls. That is a thing of the future. Yep, for sure. You ready to move on to the next topic, Miss yes. Stephanie? Yes. Steph, Mrs. Stephanie Peterson, life expectancy for Americans has dropped to the lowest levels in nearly three decades, according to a prominent global report. Uh, with a middling current average of 76.4 years, the United States has now been eclipsed by nearly every other developed nation. The last time the country reported lower numbers was 1996. Ranked among all countries analyzed for the report, the U.S. was listed in 34th place this year. In 2003, it was ranked 10th. So from 2003 Mm -hmm. to 2023, we have dropped off a cliff in terms of our life expectancy. Globally, the average life expectancy rate was 80 years old. Mm -hmm. Switzerland has the highest uh, at 83.9. I don't get it. And Latvia reporting the lowest, 73.1 years old. Well, well Iceland, too, I think is on there. Uh, yeah. But I high missed life it. expectancy. The Swiss, it makes sense because they don't go to wars. They know they don't have wars, right? So they're not killing off a certain <laughs> part of their population of wars. It's like, but I assume usually pretty cold, mm. which is surprising to me that the, people uh, would live apps. longer in that. Yes. I, I don't know. I just. I guess I need to go to Switzerland to really learn why are these people living longer? What are they eating? Because I thought they ate chocolate. Mm-hmm. Isn't like chocolate, Swiss chocolate? Swiss chocolate. <laughs> yeah, but they're not eating just that, right? But they're also not eating like all the crap that we eat with all of, uh, you know, the the calories in it. We eat a lot mm-hmm. of high calorie foods mm-hmm. and they they probably eat like a, like a lot more, you know, just like lean meats and things like that for sure. So... I, this week, I'm really enjoying my uh, anchovies in my Caesar salad, which has been 
helping me a lot because it's a good healthy protein. Get your omega threes, fish, fish protein, and they actually shrimp is like the, the shrimp and and lean pork are considered to be like the healthiest meats that there are like of all of the different types of meats because they're the leanest mm-hmm. of the of them. So white meat, shrimp uh, are, are considered to be the healthiest. Um, uh, exactly. Obviously, our health habits is in fact on people aren't exercising too. That's another one. People aren't working out. Um, I was reading in the article, heart disease mm-hmm. is one of the, the main factors. Also, um, alcohol and pollution. Mm-hmm. Apparently, people are dying more from pollution, which I don't know if I believe that one. But apparently our alcohol use here in America is really bad. It's back to I believe it's at Civil War levels of alcohol use. Mm-hmm. So this is this is sad, guys. I mean, we really got to just check in with ourselves here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're just tuning in the Wake Up America show, good morning. Don't forget to click like and subscribe. You can also text the show at 573-319-1586. Again, you can text the show anytime, night or day at 573-319-1586. Nelson65 says, not according to the Bible, AP, they are unclean shrimp. Oh, sure. Yeah. So isn't it funny that like the two healthiest foods Jewish people typically don't eat? Mm-hmm. They don't eat shellfish and they don't eat they pork. They don't eat pork. Yeah. So would you say, I wonder what the life expectancy of Jews is? I'd be, I'd be interested to find that out. Typically, I think yeah. that the higher your IQ, the higher your IQ, the higher your life expectancy is as really? well. Mm-hmm. So and, and my guess is that the of the Jewish population, of which there's only 16 million in the world, mm-hmm. they're probably on average, they have a higher IQ than other ethnic groups. Mm. And so I would imagine that their life expectancy would be higher. But I have no idea. There are other factors than just IQ. It's so those matzo balls. It's I mean, the they just balls. they keep us alive. Mm-hmm. I swear. Last night I made you some falafel. It was awesome. Yeah, it was, it was really good. delicious. Yes. So they uh, they found the average life expectancy around the world fell in uh 2020 of course because of COVID-19 and then the rates they started to rise again last year so um let's see air pollution smoking alcohol consumption the like you said the levels reminiscent of the civil war era were top risk factors hindering life expectancy going back to the 1800s here so you know what is probably not helping a lot of people during the pandemic they were drinking and smoking and and sitting around in their house and they stopped working out and exercising Mm -hmm. A lot of people gave up yeah. during the, the pandemic. And a lot of them, I think, were looking for an excuse to give up. Mm-hmm. However, they also gave up. So I think that that's another factor is that, you know, the United States, because the the way the pandemic was structured here, people were just like, you know, we're just going to get fat and eat and stay home and right. not work out and all that kind of stuff. We kind of took we kind of took the opposite tack of that, didn't we? We worked out. We did. Mm-hmm. And we started eating really good. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And we were both losing weight. We were getting to probably the best weights of our adult lives. Mm-hmm. At least I know I did. I'm probably the strongest I've ever been, mm-hmm. but I uh, am also the fattest I've ever been. So, you know, I've got gigantic arm muscles, but I've also got, you know, gigantic butt. Um, Rare Camellia says, wait, what did I miss? Pork is a healthier meat. I have doubts. Um, so yes, it, but only the lean pork. Mm. So like a pork chop, for example, as long as it's not like fried, then it's one of the healthier meats for you because the, the leaner parts of the white meat overall are are better for you. And then shrimp Mm. is also very lean meat. Like there's like, it's a very healthy meat for you in terms of meats. And 
you like have a sliding scale until you get down to like, you know, the fattiest of the fatty meats, like a ribeye steak and things like that. Right. So in terms of like calories and all that stuff, <laughs> don't give up push up, says Floby. Yes. Oh boy, Floby. You know what I'm going to be doing today. Steffi did her push ups last night. I had to hold the dog so he wouldn't <laughs> try and mount her while we were, yeah. she was doing her exercises last night. It's like dog yoga. George <laughs> tries to sit on my face <laughs> while I'm doing my push ups. Yeah. And then tomorrow morning we do our karate and mm -hmm. Saturday mornings we'd have a nice mm -hmm. little meditation sesh and then we do our karate all right we're running out of time and speaking oh of getting gosh. fat um six things mcdonald's employees okay. are telling you to stop doing or five things excuse me five things because we really are running out of time five, no, no six things <laughs> six things we might get to the sixth one we're yes. not sure all uh, right let's Mc start mcdonald's number one. number one the quick bite eat at mcdonald's is usually because you want a fuss-free feed that will make everyone happy but according to some employees our quirks when ordering, making our way through the drive-thru, or cleaning up to, up after ourselves can sometimes kill their McVibe. Mm. Yes, here we go. Mm -hmm. Number one, don't throw your pickles around if you don't want them. Oh my god. I mean, what... What messy people, like people are throwing pickles on the walls of McDonald's. It's like, get a hold of yourself. You are not a child. Mm -hmm. That is like a tantrum that yeah. a toddler would have. Yes. So don't pickles throw, are good. Don't throw your pickles around. We just sold a pair of American flag shoes. There you oh. go. Yes. Thank you. Don't throw your pickles around McDonald's. Buy American flag shoes from <laughs> APFlurryShop.com. You can throw your shoes around McDonald's. That might be good advertising. Number two on the list of McDonald's employees say, McDon't do this. Don't stack the trays. Responsible uh, diners walk among the pickle throwers, but according to workers, they can also be problematic. If you're one of those who tidy up the table by putting all the garbage in the tray to help the employees, stop doing that. What? Isn't that weird? It's I do this too. It's great that customers want to help the uh, keep the dining room clean. But stacking trays with leftover food and trash can make it harder for employees to clean up. It's better to leave the trays and let the staff handle the cleanup. That's the way to go. So I don't get this. Mm -hmm. I was reading, too, that they worry about recycling and they go through the trash and pick out the recyclable. They items. do. So it's like, OK, I they get do. it for recycle purposes. Guests would thoughtfully throw their trash in a garbage bin, but often recyclable material would be mixed with food scraps. I would dig through half-eaten Big Macs and warm milkshakes oh my to find anything recyclable, said one McDonald's employee. So just after you're done eating, after breakfast this morning, Stephanie, you know what we're going to do? This is making me cringe because then I feel like I have to leave them a tip. I feel like I have to tip them to clean my table. I want to clean my table so I don't have to pay them. I'm cheap. No. Oh. No, uh, you are uh, just going to leave the tray there this morning. So after, oh after that, right? Number three, going AWOL after you've ordered. Right. Oh, like leaving? Like to go to the bathroom or something oh. like that. It's like, where are you? They're calling out your order number. They don't know where you're at. Like, so that's funny. Wait for your food after paying. This is <laughs> what McDonald's employees are telling us to do. Six things customers should stop doing right now. Mm -hmm. Number four, making a McJoke. Oh, at the people who work there? Right, right. Aww. People who think that they're funny by adding a Mick somewhere in there, right? I'll get a Big Mac with some McFries and some McNuggets oh with God. sweet and sour. But they really have McFlurries. What are you supposed to call it? And a large McCoke thanks, <laughs> right? So, yes, they've heard all those stupid McJokes. It's probably like old men that come to the window who mm -hmm. have no life. Yeah. Taking your time at the drive-thru. That one is tough because I do feel like the antsiness. <sighs> okay. 
You know, <laughs> I love to look at menus and before cell phones existed, mm-hmm. I needed to use the in-person menu to make my order. But now, thank God, right when we pull into the drive through I got my online menu ready to go because they just don't give me enough time and I feel rushed and I feel nervous and then I order something I don't want. So it's like, they need to have like a menu before the drive through that you can look at mm-hmm. just in case you need some more time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So next on the list of things not to do, according to McDonald's employees, this is what they say. Number six, this is the last one here. Mm-hmm. Finding something mysteriously wrong with your order after you've eaten it. Oh, that's sneaky. So McDonald's has a policy of preparing a brand new order if something is wrong with the one that they received. Right. So it's still a thing where if they were always to make a brand new burger, if it was cold or if there was something wrong with it, Almost every shift I'd get a team come up and say they found a hair in the burger after they'd have already eaten a majority of it. It's your own hair. They knew what they were doing, uh-huh. and so did we. There you uh-huh. go. So that's what it was. That's one of my pet peeves. I really don't like it when people complain a lot at restaurants. It mm-hmm. bothers me, especially when it's not something major. I agree, I agree when people are uh, uh, complaining about mm-hmm. uh, complaining about stuff that is that is ridiculous, whatever. But like, if the bathroom's dirty. Or if there is like a problem with your food, you have a right to complain and to get it right. So I agree with you to an extent. However, I complain if something's wrong with the food or wrong with the bathroom or something like that. Just say, hey, listen, you know, the bathroom's really bad. Like, you know, our family's here. Would you please, you know, be able to take care of that for us? We'd appreciate that. That's an issue. So for sure. Like one time at a restaurant, I had a fly in my milk. So it's like, you know, it's okay. That's understandable Ugh. to like give it back. <laughs> uh, yes. It's bad if it's not edible. It's, mm-hmm. it's a, a health hazard at that point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We're done. Hmm? Time to go to McDonald's. Get some milkshake. And a McCoke. Yeah. And a McHash Brown. And a mix cinnamon roll and get as fat as we can. Fat and sassy. Yes. We're killing the game here, Stephanie, aren't we? The Wake Up America show. Are we, are we killing the game or what? I think we are killing it. I think Thank we're you, killing everybody, the game. for hey, listening to us. Thanks for sticking around. Thanks for buying us off to stick around for an extra half an hour. Mm. We appreciate that very much. Uh, don't forget, if you haven't already, click like and subscribe to the channel. Don't forget also get that bag of Martha's Mint. As you can see, Corey and Callie and his wife, they love it tastes delicious you put a little chocolate in there it tastes like peppermint i mean mm-hmm. you what if not- you put andy's mints in there Ooh, that would be god goodness gracious i'm, I'm so hungry a, a right coffee now drink that i would put andy's mints in yeah i'm starving to death now mm-hmm. i'm so mm-hmm. hungry i can't wait to go get some food here and we are not going to stack our trays floby tenderson Corey and callie studio 314 brindle bear glocus nelson 65 quest fanning levin 214 we saw you earlier with that 50 bucks thank you levin drummer goy kobe axe what's up Kobe X, haven't seen you before. Nice to see you. Levin214. Levin's awesome. Awesome Thank you, guy. We appreciate you, Floby Tenderson and Obadiah. Drummer Goy. Did I get everybody in here? Is it Drummer Goy? Drummer Goy, yes. Like, Are uh, you a Goy? Uh, he is a drummer. He's oh a Goy. Oh my goodness. A rumpa pum pum. Uh, <laughs> Rare Camellia, Tolly1982. Andy Opperman. Did I miss anybody? Brindle Bear, Kermode Bear, all of our friends. Guess you'll have to wait until next week to see Stephanie. So say goodbye, Steffi. Be free. We'll see you guys on Monday right here. Same bat time, same bat channel. 7 a.m. Monday morning on the Wake Up America show. You never know what you're going to get at wakeupamericashow.com. 